and we are live how's everybody doing tonight my name is anthony brian logan and you're watching and or listening to abl live i know i'm late but hey man you gotta blame the white man it's not my fault the white man oppressed me the white man oppressed time <laughs> but thank y'all for being here definitely appreciate you guys if you like what you have heard on the channel so far if you enjoy the content if you enjoy what I'm talking about, if you enjoy hearing the truth, give me a thumbs up on the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. Shout out to my main man, Michael Flynn, for getting that presidential pardon, that full presidential pardon. Um, who's, who's a judge involved with that? He was not available for comment. We'll talk about that, of course, because that's a really big thing. Oh, yeah, Judge Sullivan. Judge Sullivan is not available for comment. But it's all good because General Flynn has received a full pardon. Also, we got to talk about these officials trying to cancel Thanksgiving while they do whatever they want. I saw a story earlier today of a governor, mayor, somebody somewhere in some liberal place trying to basically say oh don't travel for thanksgiving cancel thanksgiving while he flies out to go see his family andrew cuomo trying to fly his mom and his kids and everybody else for thanksgiving what's really going on we'll talk about that we'll talk about michael flynn we'll talk about quite a few more things on tonight's episode of abl live and again I uh, thank y'all for being here yet again. Most certainly appreciate you guys. If you enjoyed the content, if you enjoyed what you've been hearing so far, give me a thumbs up. Share the video, like the video, do all that good stuff. Also, this show will be available on your favorite audio streaming platform, whether it be Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, whatever you listen to me on. There's a link for that in the description box below. It'll take you to Anchor, but from Anchor, you'll be able to go to wherever you want. You can also search for this on your particular streaming platform of choice. Just search ABO Live. I should pop right on up. All right, so we're going to talk about Michael Flynn, all that Thanksgiving nonsense. Um, we're continuing this whole fight with what's going on with this election. There was a hearing today in Pennsylvania that was pretty interesting. Uh, Joe Biden is announcing his potential cabinet. Got a whole lot of hawkish people in there. And you got some that are lobbying to be in his cabinet. Like, uh, what was that? Mad Dog Maddis talking about, oh, well, we got to take the America first out of our foreign policy. And I said, like, oh, okay. So it's America last? Like, what are we talking about? It was a crazy iPad talking about uh, General Mattis. Saying, well, yeah, we can't be America first because it ignores the reality of the world and how we're all interconnected and all this and that. It's like, look, whatever the world has going on is what the world has going on. I have to be worried about what I got going on here as an American. America first. Now, if we got to communicate with the outside world and do what in trade and whatnot to a certain extent, that's fine. But regardless of what the situation is, America most always come first okay he was saying that the america first policy means america only now it's not about america only don't get it twisted because we're still buying stuff from overseas we're still buying our cell phones from china like the majority of the goods that we consume unfortunately from a, you know just like the plastic goods and stuff like that the majority of these things come from china 
your small appliances, that that's Chinese made, unfortunately. So it's not about America only. It's about America first rather than America last. When you adopt this globalist point of view, America's kind of an afterthought. And that's ridiculous to have America as an afterthought if you're an American. If you are a person living elsewhere and you have America as an afterthought, that's one thing. But if you're an American, then you got to have America come first. Okay, America must be your priority if you're an American leader. It'd be the equivalent of Xi Jinping talking about China last. It's like, well, he's a leader of China. He's got to make sure that his country comes first. That's what he has to do. What we must do is make sure that our country comes first. It's very simple. So Biden's cabinet that he's trying to announce real hawkish, real deep state, Janet Yellen, all these people. I mean, come on, John Kerry. One of the, the one of the ultimate, the penultimate figures of deep stateism is John Kerry. Okay, that's just the bottom line. Talking about he, he's going to be the climate czar. Now, th this is all if, keyword if, 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 Joe Biden was to become the president. If, because we still got legal action. Okay, we, the legal action is not done yet. So I'm not going to say nothing until that happens. But he's announcing this cabinet. You got John Kerry, you got Matt Dog Maddox trying to put his two cents in. I would not be surprised if Paul Ryan hopped out from Fox News and became part of Joe Biden's cabinet or his proposed cabinet. Why not? You know, like I think what you're seeing right now is that a lot of these people that, you know, claim to be kind of, you know, conservative or maybe not like deep state are. They just kind of like they, they're, they're glad that they got Joe Biden as a guy that is right in front of their face right now, because to them, that's a return back to the deep state. They can get back to business as usual, but we're not going to let that happen. You had what, 72 on the low end, 75 on the high. As far as people that voted for Trump, we're not going to go away. We're still right here. We're not going to go away. They're talking about, oh, well, Trumpism is gone. Trump is, ain't no, it's not gone. I saw an a poll today from MS-13 DNC that said almost no Trump voters consider Biden a legitimate 2020 election winner. And that's big time facts. Matter of fact, I'll put it on the screen. And this, this is from CNBC. Actually, this is a CNBC poll. Now, granted, it wasn't a humongous um, pool to select from. I think it was like 1,500 people or something like that. But from that poll, matter of fact, I'll put it on the screen. Hold on. Is it going to. Can I. OK, there we go. Let's see if this is going to work. I'm going to try to get the desktop capture if it's going to work properly. There we go. OK. So here it is. And the headline says almost no voter, almost no Trump voters considered Biden a legitimate 2020 election winner. And the subhead here says. A mere 3% of voters for President Donald Trump think President-elect Joe Biden won a 2020 election, while 73% think the incumbent was a victor, according to a CNBC change research poll. 3% think that Joe Biden won, because we all could see what's going on. Now, again, it was a small pool. I think it was like, what, 1,200 to 1,500 people that they polled. But I think it's pretty accurate. And what they did not show on this article, which is kind of dishonest or very dishonest, is how many people on the left believe that Joe Biden won. Because I'm seeing a lot of people that say, you know what? Yeah, they cheated. But so what? It had to happen. It was needed. All this and that. 
So they know that Joe Biden is not the legitimate winner here. But they don't care because in their eyes, it's okay. It's okay for them to cheat as long as they're able to get their way, if they get their way, which has not been decided yet. There's been a whole lot of court action that has been filed and some things that have yet to be resolved. So we'll see how the whole thing plays out. But as of right now, that's what they say, that they think uh, Joe Biden won. If you are just a rationally thinking person on the left, you have to know that there's some election fraud going on. And nobody should want any election fraud. I don't care if you left, right, black, white. It don't really matter. Nobody should want any election fraud because what's going to happen is it'll always happen. Like I said in a previous video, if we just let this slide and do nothing and say nothing and accept it as normal. Like if we just say, you know what is over and he he lost and just accept what happened and don't challenge the results at all in any kind of way, form or fashion, they'll do it again because they feel like. They could just cheat and take the election whenever they want. I feel like they did that in 2016, but it didn't do it to a high level. So they had to come back and really overdo it. OK, there was no groundswell of support for Joe Biden. It just simply wasn't there. People say, oh, well, it was a lot of hate for Donald Trump. It wasn't that much hate for Trump to have just ridiculous amounts of turnout that are mathematically not even possible. You know, you can't defy statistics and data and science because of hatred. It doesn't make any sense. Hatred does not mean you can just totally dismiss, totally disregard science. That's just not how that works at all. We're, we're getting at two different things. We're talking about motivation versus improbabilities, mathematical things that don't make any sense at all. All right. So, yeah. Going back to um, Biden and the, the 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 swamp squad, the hawk squad, people in his uh, proposed cabinet have also been proponents of China, big time proponents of China. One guy, I forget his name, you guys know one in the comments, one guy spoke like on a Chinese propaganda channel, like <laughs> in favor of China and against the U.S. And if I'm wrong, let me know. So these guys are crazy. And of course, you got Barack Obama speaking. Barack Obama did an interview on The Breakfast Club. I may do a video about that tomorrow. If I get some time tonight, I might watch it. But I saw I saw some of it. I've just not seen the entire thing. Barack Obama on The Breakfast Club. And The Breakfast Club, if you don't know, a quick refresher. Remember when Hillary Clinton said, I got hot sauce in my bag and all this and that? That was on The Breakfast Club back in 2016. And remember the most recent one. If you don't vote for me, you ain't black from Joe Biden. That was on the Breakfast Club. It was just one host there that was Charlamagne the God. Uh, Angela Yee and DJ Envy were not there for that one. But, you know, that happened on the Breakfast Club. So they have a history of being embarrassed by these left wing politicians that come on there and tell them whatever they want to say. And for a little bit more context, the Breakfast Club is more of a black centered show. But, you know, everybody listens. It's like, like a, a, a hip hop type thing. But anyway. So they had Barack Obama for an hour promoting this book. I don't know the name of it. It doesn't really matter. I'm not going to read the book. But um, he was on there. And one thing I noticed from the little bit that I did see is that Barack Obama is not a good speaker. You see, I'm not saying that Trump is an excellent speaker. I don't think anybody says that Trump is like some superb orator and Martin Luther King or somebody like that. Nobody never really said that about Donald Trump. 
Trump is a guy that has a lot of energy and just says things that you can identify with in the common man's perspective. You know, he does not talk real, you know, high and mighty and, you know, above people like other politicians do. He does not speak in the politician type of way in this rural, you know, prefab type with no, with no, you know, soul, with no personality to him. He's just a guy that speaks straight from the heart. Unlike guys like Barack Obama, Barack Obama is not a good speaker. Barack Obama is an excellent speech reader. There's two different things. Being a good speaker is you can go to the breakfast club. You can answer questions and go back and forth real quick and sharpen your feet and you getting things out without a whole bunch of stammering and stuttering and pausing. Okay. Barack Obama is not good at achieving that. He's, you know, umming and awing and, uh, and all this and that throughout the entire interview. But if he has a written speech, oh, he'll read it very well. He's a kid that when you call on him to read in front of the whole class, he does very well. Excellent reader. But as far as being able to speak off the cuff and being quick on his feet and being witty and all that, he doesn't really have it. Not in the least bit. Okay. That's one thing I noticed. But it's just more the same old, same old thing. I was, I, I read one part where you said that uh, he was trying to allude to Hispanics being bigoted because saying, oh, how could they vote for Donald Trump when he put undocumented workers in cages? It's like, really? Undocumented workers in cages? Is that what he did? So he went to a job site where you got a bunch of guys out there blessing their, their music, building a house, and he just put them in the cage. Is that what happened? Or did he have people in detention just like, and you know, the funny part is Barack Obama built the cages and he put the people that he said Trump put in there in those cages. So all he did, all Trump did was a continuation of what Barack Obama built. So not only did he call or try or attempt to label Hispanics that voted for Trump as bigoted, he also just totally absolved himself of any kind of responsibility. Like, I didn't do it. I didn't build the cages. He did it. Although, when they were trying to talk about Trump in the cages, like 2016, 2017, when they were on that whole thing real heavy, they were using pictures from 2014 when Barack Obama was the president. Okay? It was under his administration. This is long before Trump even announced he was going to run. So, he had not descended the elevator, the escalator, yet. So you can't blame Trump for that at all. He wasn't the president. He hadn't announced. Nothing was going on. It was Barack Hussein Obama, period. And his man, um, who is the so-called president-elect, allegedly, Joe Biden, they were the ones that did that. So how are you going to blame um, Trump and Hispanic voters for a thing that you did under your presidency, Barack Obama? It's crazy. So, yeah, I'm going to look into that interview that Obama did on The Breakfast Club and look more into it and see what I can see. But one thing, uh, lies were already told, and he's not a very good speaker, not in the least bit. Now to some good news, shout out to Trump for pardoning Michael Flynn, General Flynn, pardon me. It's a long time coming, long time coming. He should have, I'm going to say he should have been done it. I don't want to say it should. He shouldn't have even had to do it. Okay. If you guys don't know about General Flynn, I'll tell you just a quick little backstory on him and how we've gotten here today. Now, General Flynn was in uh, Trump's 
I guess you would say administration or his campaign team, whatever you want to call it. It's like an aide to the administration. Um, I read that General Flynn was at one point a VP um, potential, a VP hopeful. I don't know if it's true or false, but whatever. He was in Trump's inner circle, right? Now, Flynn got fired in early 2017 because he had kind of like, he, he misstated his interaction with Sisliak. I think there's a Russian ambassador or something to that extent. He misrepresented that to Mike, to Mike Pence. So there was a miscommunication and things weren't really said right. So it was like, okay, I got to let you go because it's going to be a problem if you have some kind of Russian this and Russia that and you talk to them and it wasn't really clear. And the whole thing with Sisliak wasn't even nothing. He was talking about not wanting to not wanting to have Russia escalate anything after Russian sanctions. It, it was nothing, really. It was just a matter of a technicality to where they could say, oh, he spoke to them, but then he lied about it. And he's still in administration. He's a Russian. So it just went ahead and fired him as a result of that. But it wasn't any kind of bad blood in between Trump and administration and General Flynn. It wasn't like that. It was just a matter of that needed to happen. But anyway, so Michael Flynn, just like a lot of other people, Papadopoulos and uh, Roger Stone got caught up in the whole Russia investigation kerfuffle. Okay, they're trying to get guys locked up on ticky tech charges, perjury and just little stuff, anything they can to make them roll on Trump. That's the whole objective. Okay. And they, they do it a few different ways. First of all, they threatened to lock you up. That's the main thing. And they were threatening to lock Michael Flynn's son up as well. So they're trying to lock him up and his son up. And then they're making you go through all kind of court action. And it's very expensive. You got to pay for lawyers and it's time out of your life. You might rack up millions in these fees from, from the court fees and the lawyers and all types of things you got to go through in years of your life. Remember, this whole thing really started in 2017. It's still 2020 and it just now formally ended. It's almost 2021. If Trump didn't pardon General Flynn, it would have gone well into 2021. You're talking about four years of back and forth court action. It's very expensive. So they're trying to ruin you financially. Then they tried to, you know, lock you up. They threatened to lock your family up. It's a whole big mess. They were trying to get General Flynn to roll on Trump. Same thing, Roger Stone and Papadopoulos and everybody else. Okay. But nobody did roll on Trump because it was nothing to say. What are you really going to say? Now, Michael Cohen, I think he tried to tell, but he didn't have anything and he still got locked up. So it, it didn't even really matter. They might as well just not say anything. They could have had some something against Trump, although they didn't. They could have. Even if they did, they might as well just stay quiet because it wouldn't have helped them out of the way. All right. If you were on Trump's team and now you're not and you go against like you, you got to go. You got to go totally against them. Or you got to be just rocking with them. If you go totally against them, you become Michael Cohen. And no man's land. You may get some appearances on some of the left wing media. Same thing with Anthony Scaramucci. But what are you really going to do as far as a career going forward? I don't really know, but I'll move on. Anyway. Um, so Flynn wound up pleading guilty. 
However, he withdrew his guilty plea earlier in the year. It might have been 2020 or last year. I'm not really sure when it was, but he withdrew his plea. And the Department of Justice, the DOJ, recommended that the case get totally thrown out. Just totally throw it out. So then it winds up in the lap of the judge, Sullivan. And Sullivan, like, delays any kind of motion on it. This is back in May. So the DOJ says, okay, go ahead and dismiss the case. There's nothing there. The whole perjury thing, it was immaterial to investigation. Like, the, the whole thing about him and the ambassador was nothing. Nothing burger, a goose egg. There's no point in trying to, you know, try this man and convict him on that because it's nothing. So go ahead and throw it out. So Judge Sullivan gets it and sits on it, basically. And that was back in May. So you got May, June, July, August, September, October, November, months later, and he's sitting in limbo. Like, okay, am I going to go to trial? Am I going to get convicted? Am I still going back and forth with court? Am I still paying lawyer fees? Do I still need to raise money? What am I going to do? So Trump went ahead and gave him a full pardon to dismiss the charges. There was no conviction as of yet because it hadn't gone to trial. There was a guilty plea. But I think he had retracted the guilty plea and the DOJ were saying we're not going to try the case. So he went ahead and pardoned him because Sullivan was just sitting on it, not wanting to go any more. I think what the objective was is to make Trump pardon him or wait until after Trump's first term. And in his mind, he hopes that Joe Biden was going to win. He probably thought that they would go ahead and cheat. So he had confidence in the win, but different story. So in his mind, if in Sullivan's mind, the judge, if Trump didn't pardon them and then got past the inauguration with a new president, then they can go ahead and try to convict him. Kind of just, you know, being real vindictive and just, you know, kind of a spiteful type of thing. But that didn't happen because Trump went ahead and pardoned them. And I don't know how anybody could say anything negative about it because what did Flynn do, really? It was nothing there. So shout out to General Flynn for being pardoned. That was the correct move to do from President Trump. It could happen a little while ago, I think, but I think right now is a good a time as any. All right, for sure. But thank you all again for being here. Definitely appreciate you guys. If you like what you're hearing so far, give me a thumbs up. Share the video, like the video, excuse me, do all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, that was with a good move. And also shout out to Trump for pardoning, uh, or he, he gave a commutation to Roger Stone. And I say anybody that's in there, I would say one guy whose name starts with a K and ends with an aisle, whose last name starts with a writ and ends with a in-house, <laughs> go ahead and do something with him. Now, since it's not a federal thing, they said they can't, they said Trump can't pardon them or give a commutation or whatever it is. I'm not really sure how that works, but there's, there's definitely something there. Go ahead and get them off the hook too, because I feel like you got some political prisoners, people that have been, you know, brought up on charges or labeled a certain way because of political affiliation. So I feel like anybody like that should have their name cleared. What they're trying to do right now is to get anybody that is affiliated with Trump on some kind of list. Have you guys seen that? People like AOC and more and Keith Oberman. I saw Keith Oberman freaking out. Matter of fact, if I can find it, I'll pull it up. 
But Keith Oberman was freaking out, talking about oh anybody that was affiliated with him, anybody that was, um, you know, a part of the team, they need to get brought to justice. And the the more I see from the unhinged left, the more I see how Nazi Germany became what it is. People that may normally be reasonable, they're on the left, but they're not totally crazy. They just have different points of view from you politically, from me politically. Um, so they're not necessarily totally crazy, but when they get into this hysteria mode and it's kind of a hive mind and everybody's doing the same thing together, they get they get really crazy. And I see how some things that happened under uh, the Nazi party happened. Okay. Let me see. Let me see if I can play some of this right here. Now, I think Keith Oberman at this point does not have... Well, you know, one, one good thing about Keith Oberman, not about him personally, but about um, his message, is that he's not really able to spread it very well. He's trying to be a YouTuber. He's trying to be like me. So you're not on MF13 DNC anymore. You're not on ESPN anymore. You're just like a regular person trying to spread your screeching message. Now, my question would be, I wonder how far this message is reaching. Are you really trying? Is, is he really getting the, the views and the attention that he wants? I'm not really sure. Because I feel like even some of those on the left have to admit that this guy's a nut. But let me see if I can play it right quick. And here we are. God damn it. I'm sorry for the cussing. It's not my fault. You got to blame this white man here, Keith Oberman. When the policy differences are between maintaining American democracy and substituting racist one-party rule, you're goddamned right that we want to criminalize policy differences that might exist between the outgoing administration and the administration that is about to take. Let's pause for a minute. How do you criminalize? How do you criminalize policy differences? Like, what does that really mean? Okay, I think differently than you. Therefore, I'm gonna lock you up for it. I mean, doesn't that violate the First Amendment straight away, freedom of speech? But I digress. Take over. We not only want that when it comes to an outgoing administration, which is criminally guilty of trying to privatize the government, which is criminally negligent in the deaths of 250,000 Americans so far. Let's pause right there again. Um, why is it that you have Trump being blamed for the virus deaths that happened? So are we going to blame Obama's administration for H1N1 deaths or anything else? How about we blame the left for an obvious thing, which is all the gun violence deaths that have happened in a lot of these uh, urban inner cities where they've had defunded police movements. See, that right there, that's more of a direct, you know, causation correlation. If I say defund the police and I allow Black Lives Matter to go out there and destroy a particular place with no interference from the police i told the police to stand down and i allowed the police to be defunded and i vote for the police to be defunded therefore there's less patrol less proactive policing and as a result the crime rate goes up that right there is a direct result so i should be able to hold them accountable and them liable for the deaths that have increased but how are you going to hold a person responsible for a virus spreading it's a virus i mean the virus i mean what, what you really going to do about I mean, can you just have police go outside and patrol a neighborhood to prevent the virus from getting out and spreading? I don't think so. That's not really how that works. They're talking about, oh, we got to hunker down and wear a mask. Well, a lot of these masketeers out here catch the virus. People that wear the mask all the time catch it. People that quarantine in their houses caught it. So, I mean, what are we really going to do? We have a novel virus. 
people are still are trying to figure out how it really spreads and how long it lasts, the half-life and what kills it. You're still trying to figure that out. So how can you blame anybody for their deaths? But at the same time, you don't blame Obama for the deaths from H1N1. If you're going to look at things one way, then look at things one way, not just when it's politically expedient for you to do so. But let's keep on going. And which is criminally liable for the current attempted coup. We also want as many members as possible of this corrupt, immoral, anti-democratic, outgoing administration indicted, arrested, tried, and imprisoned. We want enough of them in there that they can hold reunions. But for what, though? Like, you want people that are in administration to be locked up, uh, tried. For what? Like, on what charges? Wrong think? <laughs> what are we really talking about here, uh, Keith Oberman? And birthday parties. We want the prison so filled with Trumps and Trump flunkies. But wait a minute. I thought we had to defund the police and we got to destroy the prisons, let everybody go free. And, you know, nobody's nobody's illegal. Nobody did anything wrong. Oh, but when you're talking about people that are affiliated with Trump and Trump supporters, it's okay to have the prison in. Just like people, just like the governor of Oregon. I'll get to that in a minute, a little bit more. Kate Brown talking about um, if you see your neighbor having a Thanksgiving dinner with more than six guests, call the police. Meanwhile, Portland, Oregon was the site of 100 plus days of nonstop rioting that was allowed to happen by um, Kate Brown. And others. And who was that? Jenny Durkin of Friato talking about the summer of love. It was allowed to happen all in the name of defunding the police and ACAB and Black Lives Matter and Antifa. So you want to support defunding the police. You want to pass measures to defund the police. But when you have a Thanksgiving dinner with more than six people, you want to call the same police. And also you want to say you could smoke crack. So let me get this straight. I can shoot heroin right in front of a neighborhood um, bodega, elementary school, but I could smoke crack on a city bus and it's fine, right? But if I have a dinner with more than six people, you want to call the Gestapo on me? Got it. And Trump apologists and Trump enablers that we have to convert Trump buildings into new goddamned Trump prisons. <laughs> uh, what a comment right here says... I wonder if he's really like this or if it is a stick. That's what I want to know. All the unnecessary cussing and stuff like that. And you know, one thing I've seen a lot lately is these news anchors on television cursing, saying sugar, honey, iced tea. You know what I'm talking about? It's like, really? Is that what you're going to do nowadays? You're on CNN at 8 o'clock and you just cussing unnecessarily. I'm sure you have enough vocabulary to not curse on television. You know, it's... It, it's, it's people eating dinner and they got the kids and everything watching you cussing for what? It's just a it's just a weird type of uh, angry energy for no reason. Unnecessary. Yeah. All, all this GD stuff is like, come on, man. Like if you're trying to convince me that your way of thinking is right. Cursing at me talking about I need to get locked up. It's not really going to help me. How about rather than attacking me? And having these little these these threats, these open threats, not even veiled threats, open threats, rather than doing that, how about you just present your policy? What about what you want to do, Mr. Keith Oberman, is better than what Trump wants to do, or better than what I want to do, or better than what anyone else wants to do? Present your policy rather than just screeching. That's what I say you should do. But hey, who am I? Right? A exactly. Lady B says, and talk about Trump speak exactly.
it's it talk about how rude and crude Trump is, but they they intentionally go out their way to be rude and crude. That it's funny how that works. Do as I say, but never as I do. And that's a great segue, Lady B, into this whole Thanksgiving kerfuffle. Have you guys seen all these uh, attempts to ban Thanksgiving all over the nation? They're saying, hey, don't have a dinner with one or six people or eight people or 10 people. And shout out to my man, Mark Dice. I saw his video earlier today when he had Katie Turr from MS-13 DNC. Is she there still? I think she is still there. Um, and if you guys don't know, Katie Turr is the daughter of Bob Turr. Now, this is kind of just, I'm going to derail right quick and right back on track. But Bob Turr was one of the guys that was filming the OJ chase from the helicopter. Bob Turr is also known as Zoe Turr. So if you put it two and two together, if you've not heard the story before, um, Bob, Katie Turr's dad, is now a transgender. And the, also, the, the other guy that was a pilot that day covering the OJ chase is transgender too. Like, they were both just regular Joes wearing their blue jeans and whatnot. Just guys you would see out cutting their grass. Now, all of a sudden, they transformed into different kind of people. And uh, Zoe Turr, a.k.a. Bob Turr, was part of a viral moment that you guys, I think, have all seen. This is the moment right here. <laughs> so, that is um, Zoe Turr, also known as Bob Turr. That's Katie Turr's dad. Remember the whole thing with uh, Ben Shapiro? And I forget exactly what he said, but he was talking. He, I guess he wasn't using the proper pronouns. He, I, he may have, quote unquote, misgendered them, whatever their pronouns are. And then the dude came out of Bob Turr right there. You know, the, the, the guy wearing the blue jeans and the helicopter came out and he was trying to fight. But it's like, sir, man, if you want to be a lady, I need you to go ahead and first of all, get a shoulder reduction. You're looking like Jim Brown, like you can run through an entire front line of guys on steroids and everything else and tore it all. But I digress. Get a shoulder reduction. But beyond that, let's not be so aggressive. You can be you can feel ladylike, but be a little bit more soft. OK, anyway, Katie Turr came out and said that um, you should just eat your dinner by yourself, you know. Have a turkey and whatnot and go in your room and just eat it. Get a get a dinner tray and just, you know, go ahead and smash the potatoes and whatnot by yourself. Rather than having your family over for Thanksgiving. Now, one thing I've not really seen is people talking about people that got families already. What if you got a wife and kids and everything? Okay, you might got a family of five, six people in your house right now. What if you got a family of eight? But if you got your your your, your meemaw, your papa and whatnot, they want to come see the grandbabies. You can't do that. So you want to call the police on that. But if I smoke crack outside of, um, you know, uh, a high school, then that's OK. Right. Oh, OK. I get it. Makes perfect sense to me. That's great governance. You know, Oregon, I bet you is like it's, it's the shining jewel of America. <laughs> it's crazy. But hey. Yeah, I remember that, folks. Um, Bob, a.k.a. Zoe, was like, you want to leave in an ambulance? Talking to Ben Shapiro, threatening him. And, you know, hey, Zoe, a.k.a. Bob, has still got them shoulders, man. <laughs> but anyway, you see a lot of that type of hypocrisy on mainstream media. 
And also from the, po the politicians, uh, what was that? Um, Andrew Cuomo had invited his mom and his kids for Thanksgiving. But then was like, well, you can't do that. You can't travel for Thanksgiving. You stay at home. It's just like Gavin Newsom having that party. And I, I did an update on that. Just a quick update in the video I did. Remember that whole thing with French Laundry where Gavin Newsom was caught having to go to the so-called birthday party with, with a lobbyist, quote-unquote, friend of his? Well, there were, what, I think 25 guests or 22? No, nah, 22 guests there. There were 22 guests, and it was probably about $1,500 a head. And there was no outdoor. Everything was indoor. No masks. No social distancing. None of that was going on. And they were loud. I saw a graphic that says um, there's some ways to prevent the virus. And they're talking about no loud music. I'm like, really? Matter of fact, here it is. Um, so here's, here's some guidelines from the CDC for Thanksgiving. Avoid singing and shouting. Keep, keep music down. You know, don't, don't allow music and limit alcohol. So I guess loud music spreads a virus. Alcohol spreads a virus. Although, if you got hand sanitizer, what's the main ingredient in hand sanitizer? Matter of fact, I got some right here just because uh, I'm looking at it. Active ingredient, ethyl alcohol. Matter of fact, can I put it on the screen? It, it ain't going to focus. But the main ingredient, ethyl alcohol, 62%, right here. Hand sanitizer is basically alcohol with aloe. Put it together, hand sanitizer. But you can't have any of that. You, you got to limit that at the at, at the event, okay? And avoid singing and shouting. Now, why did they say limit alcohol but not other drugs? <laughs> uh, again, you could be in Oregon. You could be high as gas during um, the you know the Iraq Afghanistan kerfuffle. But um, you can't drink alcohol. You, you can't be drunk, but you can be high on drugs. Okay. And it's singing and the shouting. That sounds like church praise. You can't really have any kind of praise, worship, or anything like that during Thanksgiving. Or you can't have a lot of music either. So I was like, what are we even doing? This is so dumb. It's dumb. The, the guidelines are dumb. And the people that say that you got to follow it don't follow it themselves. So what's the point in doing it? What is the purpose of doing it? All right. Now, here's a good question right here. Uh, thoughts on a judge blocking Pennsylvania certified election? I've not seen all of that, but I need to look into it right quick. Give me a second. Um, Pennsylvania judge. Okay. Let me see. I did hear about that. Okay. So the headline says. Hold on. A judge halts further vote certification governor Wolf appeals. Let's read some more. The Pennsylvania appeals court judge ordered state officials on Wednesday to halt any further steps toward certifying election results. A day after Governor Tom Wolf said he had certified Democrat Joe Biden as the winner as presidential election in Pennsylvania. So does that mean that that announcement gets reversed? That it won't be certified for Joe Biden? So what's going on? Wilson administration quickly asked the state Supreme Court to block the ruling from taking effect, saying there was no conceivable justification for it. Quote, since the birth of our nation nearly 250 years ago, birth of a nation, dog whistle. But anyway, I digress. 
No court has ever issued an order purporting to interfere with the state's ascertainment of its presidential electors until today. Well, we've not had this widespread voter fraud up until today, Mr. Tom Wolf. So first time for everything, ain't it? But we'll digress. Commonwealth Court Judge Patricia McCullough, a Republican, had issued the order and set a hearing for Friday, but canceled it amid the appeal. It wasn't immediately clear if she intended to hold up the certification in the state and local contest on a ballot or interrupt the scheduled December 14th meeting of the state's 20 electors. Republican U.S. Rep. Mike Kelly and others filed suit Saturday to challenge approximately 2.5 million mail-in ballots that were predominantly cast by Democrats. They said the GOP-controlled state legislature had failed to follow proper pr procedure when they voted last year to expand mail-in voting. The state Supreme Court has twice this month overturned Republican challenges over election issues. It'll go to the it'll go to the big court. And I think we've seen it coming for a long time. This is a really big part of Trump being in office. Um, people say that the president can't do anything to have no power. That's totally false. I mean, we got three new Supreme Court justices. So we're we have a 63 advantage or you might say a 5.5 to 3.5 advantage because of John Roberts. But different story. We have at least a five to four advantage just in the Supreme Court conservative liberal so if this thing goes to the supreme court which i think it probably will go to the supreme court we have a better chance of being able to succeed in that situation where we have an advantage as far as the voting it's so much court action going on you can't just say it's over with i feel like what joe biden is doing right now by electing the cabinet is like wishful thinking you got to go ahead and do it because you think that you might win you don't want to concede like no, and there's there's no concession on either side. Trump won't concede. The GSA allowed Biden to go ahead and go forward with trying to get his people in place and, you know, the transition. That does not mean that Trump says I've conceded far from it. Trump won't concede until the bitter end, until all the court action has been exhausted. OK, we're going to have plenty of court action here. You may see the whole thing get overturned after the inauguration. That could happen. But. I digress for now. The point is that ain't no concession on either side. Trump won't concede. Neither will Biden. So Biden will go through the motions of electing this deep state swamp cabinet in case he does become the president. And Trump is going to stay put and dig his heels in the sand and have all the court action playing out so we can get what's going on. Now, as far as uh, Sidney Powell and this whole crackhead kerfuffle, I don't know what's going on with that. You know, I feel like I'm not really looking forward to I'm not looking forward to some type of big revelation or big, you know, atomic drop from the sky. Uh, I, don't, I don't think Michael Flynn necessarily was the actual the, the crackhead. I don't think that was really it. I think it was just a good thing that happened today as far as Flynn being part right before the holiday. Perfect time to be parting. You can enjoy a holiday with your family. You don't have to muck on your back no more. No more court action and that type of stuff going on. You're good. You got a full pardon. No more court action happening. You can go back normal life. So I'm not really sure about Sidney Powell, but Sidney Powell is not the only person out here that's fighting. You have Trump's legal team that you always see on television, Giuliani and Jenna Ellis and whatnot. You have them, but you also have independent people that are fighting on the president's behalf. You have lawyers and private citizens and also those that are actually in office, elected people in office that are fighting on and they're fighting on their behalf. You have court action happening right now in different states. 
And I think once we get all the court action complete, we'll be able to see what's really going on and who's going to win this election. It'll come down to the Supreme Court, in my humble opinion. And, you know, right when the election happened on election night, when I was up watching it with you guys, um, when Trump came out and spoke, they wanted him to be a little bit more, you know, calm, cool, collected and be reassuring. But Trump was like, look, man, forget all that. Be going to court. Ain't that what I said? X, Y, and Z. Be going to court. That's what it's going to be. This is a fraud. This is a sham. They stopped. He knew right from the beginning what it was. No, they stopped all the counting. And when they stopped, everything was up for Trump. Everything was up. But then here comes 500,000 votes for Biden. 200,000 votes. Like, how are you going to have 500,000 votes that come in all for Joe Biden? How does that work? Okay, you may have a lot of votes that come in for Joe Biden from a stack of votes, but it's not going to be zero for Trump and 500,000 for Joe Biden. This is obvious fraud that's going on. So once we get to the bottom of it through all the court action, I think we'll see a positive result. That's just how I look at it. Maybe you guys feel the same way or feel different. Let me know how you feel in the comments below. <laughs> Somebody says Hunter is cracking it up tonight. Yeah, he is. He, he most certainly is. And I wonder how the Democrats are going to celebrate Thanksgiving tomorrow. Are they going to have their whole family over? Probably. People like Lori Lightfoot, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Gavin Newsom. The list goes on. Lori Lightfoot, all of them. Uh, Gretchen Whitmer. They probably have regular dinner like everybody used to have last year. Okay. They'll have their 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 turkey, their uh, mac and cheese, their, their, their stuffing, all of that good stuff at the table with 25 people. No masks, no distancing, the whole thing. Oh, and before I get to the super chats and then I get to the calls, did you guys see John Carl of MS-13? Nah, he's of ABC, actually, not MS-13 DNC, of ABC. Now, a, a little bit of context here so you understand what's going on. Um, Exactly, LD. Somebody says, oh, I remember ABL comments and expression when things were acting strange all of a sudden. He said something, something is weird here. And that's exactly, that's when it was happening. Yeah, it was happening right when I said something's weird here. Something ain't right. That's when the whole thing, that's when they were trying to, you know, throw in other votes. And all of a sudden, 500,000 for Joe. And that, that's when that was happening. But back to my man, uh, John Carl. John Carl of ABC. Um, he used to be, for context, he was the White House Correspondents President like this year from 2019 to 2020 you know it's a new president every year and he was a president during this year he's not the president anymore they got a new guy i'm not really sure when they got appointed but it's irrelevant the whole point is that he was a president when the whole virus thing was going on and um chanel ryan from oan she got her way into the white house correspondence and was able to ask the president some questions and the guys at the White House Correspondents ain't like that too much because they're pretty much all liberal. And they were trying to find a way to get her out of the, the, the press room. So what they did was say that she was violating the rules of the virus and she was in the wrong place and not distancing and all this, that, and the third. So basically what they said was she was not adhering to the rules of the virus. Therefore, she should not be back there at all. So they were able to get her out. But then... 
uh, I forget who it was. Somebody in the administration was able to usher her back in to bypass the White House, the White House Correspondents Association. So John Carl and his flunkies tried to get OAN out of there, but it didn't work. And their whole thing was she was not following the rules of the virus. Now, here's John Carl the other day in that same room where Chanel Ryan was at just standing in a place where he didn't want her to stand with a mask on. So you got that full context, so check it out. That's him right there in the center of the shop, right, right below the play button. And watch him. So up, oh, here comes the mask, totally off. And he's just, you know, carrying on the conversation, not, not a whole lot of distancing, just it's like normal. So John Carl, you're the guy that got Chanel Ryan out of there because she quote unquote violated the virus procedure. But here you are in the same room taking your mask off. We thought the cameras weren't rolling. Funny how that works. But hey, I mean, this is what Democrats do. I I've said it once and I've said it a million times. The Democrats mantra is do as I say, but never as I do. I can do whatever I want. But you got to do whatever I tell you to do. That's how that works. So when you got guys like Gavin Newsom doing whatever they want, uh, Lloyd Lightfoot, Gretchen Whitmer, it's like, man, how about this? How about I don't follow your ordinance? I don't take your advice. If you can't even follow your own advice, how are you going to tell me what to do? Okay, the police, they're not enforcing this mask stuff. I'm not going to enforce it on myself. My neighbors aren't enforcing it on me. Anybody calling the police. If they do call the police, they're not going to come out. They live in kind of just this weird place. I feel like all these rules and regulations are a way to try and just appear to be virtuous to those that they think matter. But it's not us, the regular people that matter. So who are they actually, you know, put on this act and performance for? Is it for the lobby? Is it really control the Democratic Party? It, who is really for? It's not for us because we don't we think it's stupid. It's hypocritical. But maybe those that are not in the everyday world think differently. But hey, I digress. All right. Now, super chats on deck and then I'm going to get to the calls. And thank you all again for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the Internet. If you like what you're hearing so far, give me a thumbs up on the video. Share the video. Do all that good stuff i'd most certainly appreciate you for it and let me see uh hold on all righty let's go shout out to danny hayden who says hey you with the emoji i appreciate you racial gamer 81 says 120 percent of biden voters trust the outcome of the election <laughs> thank you to a rat poor for the thank you emoji shout out to ivan rios who says obama is a deporter in chief oh i almost forgot about that one yeah, Obama was a big-time deporter, huge deporter, deported more than anybody else. But all of a sudden, um, Trump is the one that's racist for the cages that Obama built. So let me get this straight. Obama deported more than Trump. Obama built the cages that Trump inherited, but Trump is the racist one who imported, who, who deported less than Obama and who did not build the cages. Obama built the cages. It's funny how that works. It's funny how they want to just point the finger and, you know, engage in the whole projection thing. That's that's kind of weird how that works, but it is what it is. I saw some of the press conference today, Rep. 10,000, but I didn't see the entire thing. 
I saw some of it. I saw um, Trump's remarks, but I didn't see the entire press conference. Maybe I'll watch it when I get done with this here. Shout out to Cigar Gangster, who says Keith Oberman was enjoyable during his first run at ESPN. Now we are just noise. I agree with you on that. I used to watch him on ESPN when he first got there. He was cool. But now it's just it's pretty bad. And, you know, how, how the mighty have fallen. ESPN in general has fallen as well. Even though Keith Oberman is not there to contribute to the fall, they've fallen. It's like a lot of the, the mainstream media have gone and taken this real big heel turn to the left. And it's really sad to see, but it is what it is. What are you going to do? That That's even affected Fox News, which is crazy. You know, my man uh, Roger Ailes is rolling in his grave. But I digress. Thank you to Gerald Arnold for becoming an ABO supporter. Thank you to Justin Tenney, who says, does COVID come out at 10 p.m.? Yeah, is that? Okay. Um, so Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, imposed a 10 p.m. curfew on a state. I'm not mistaken. If I'm not mistaken, maybe it's just L.A. where Garcetti said it. I'm not really sure. But over on the left coast, California, they have a 10 p.m. curfew. Now, what's the point in doing that? It's, it's so dumb. A 10 p.m. curfew. That's the stupidest thing because you're going to have less traffic after that particular time anyway. So what's the point in doing that? Are you doing making it with difficult people just to walk around and get to where they got to go? Maybe I work at that time. You're making it to where I'm going to have more police interaction unnecessarily. The police don't want to do it. The citizens don't want to do it. It's just no reason for that. Now, how about I can just go out at after 10 p.m. because I want to. Why not? The, the virus is not going to just all of a sudden, you know, spring up on me at 10.01. That's not really how that works at all. And like I said, after after at nighttime, there's less traffic than there is during the day. So I should be uh, safer according to their standards at 10 p.m. versus at 10 a.m. But we'll move on. Mixed Girl POV said, Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Blessings. Thank you for that. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well. Hopefully you enjoy your day. Get some good old uh, your, your turkey legs, chicken wings, whatever you got going on. Your stuffing, your dressing, your sweet potato pie, uh, mac and cheese, green beans, all that good stuff. Enjoy your day. All right. We got calls on deck. I'm going to get to those right quick. A number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. Thank you to Jay Johnson for your donation. Definitely appreciate you, boss. If you want to get in through Skype, there's a number for that. It's the email for Skype in the description box below. You can add me on Skype. You could be right here in the bottom left-hand corner of the screen if you want to. And shout-out to Houdini Unchained, great name, who says, if you're in Georgia, write in Donald Trump so they know we support our great president. Keep up, keep America great. Congrats on the marriage, ABL. Thank you for that. I appreciate you. But we got to make sure that we're clear on the uh, write-in Trump thing. What does that mean? Where do you write him in that? Don't, you know, you still got to vote for you got to vote for and the and a Senate runoff, let's, you know, let's let's vote for that first. If you're able to write Trump elsewhere beyond where the Senate vote is, then I'm with it. Shout out to Leo Mazzino, who said, says, never give up the fight. Exactly. Keep the fight going. If you give the fight up, if you just accept it, one thing people say, what can we do to fight? How can we fight? One thing you can do, I can't tell you everything. I don't have all the answers. One thing I can say is don't just accept that it's over. Don't just say, oh, there was no fraud. It's a conspiracy theory. Know that this was fraud. Know that this was a sham. 
And whatever you can do to fight against it, however you may do it, I say do it. Stay legal, of course. I'm not going to sit here and say do nothing illegal. But don't act like this was a fair election. It was not a fair election. The media will gaslight you. Oh, you guys, you know, it, he won fair and square. You got to let it go. No, no, no. Obviously, this was not fair and square. If you are a fair-minded leftist person, you know it's not fair and square. You, you know that there's no way that Joe Biden got 10 million more votes than Hillary Clinton. Or even more, it's talking about like, what, 78 million, 79 million? Come on, really? Hillary Clinton, 65 million. She's talking about almost 15 million more votes than Hillary Clinton and close to 8 to 10 million more votes than Barack Obama? Impossible. The movement behind Barack Obama was crazy. Now, some are going to say, well, there's, you know, you got, you know, more population, more people voting. It ain't that much more. The election turnout in 2012 was lowered in 2008. And I think in 2016, it was kind of like on par with 2012. It wasn't like a lot more or a lot less. It was like very similar. You're not going to jump up 20 million votes. 20 million votes you're just going to add for some reason. I don't care about the mail-in ballots and having more time to vote. It, that's not going to do what happened. It's just not going to produce what happened. So, but I digress for now. Thank you for you guys. Uh, super chat and I appreciate you. Let's get to the call. So the number to call is 434-658-1220. And there's a Skype email in the description box below. And the, what was I going to say? The, um, the Skype email is in the box. You could be right here in the bottom left hand corner on the screen. Alrighty. Let's go ahead and get to it. Let's load Skype. If it wants to act right, that'd be fantastic, but it probably won't. Let's see. Oh, there it is. It worked perfect this time. For, for the first time ever, almost. Let's get my audio and video together. Then we can get rocking and rolling. All right, calling your line speaker to 727. Yes. All right, who am I speaking Hello? to? This is Todd. All right, man, what's going on? Hey, I was, first of all, I just want to say how much we enjoy your show. I was, uh, earlier this year, you know, when COVID hit, I was looking to cancel cable because just everything's just becoming overwhelming with, you know, liberal thoughts and uh, news and so we found you on uh on youtube and we love your show well thank you for that man i definitely appreciate it yeah and i wanted to offer my condolences about your pet roach that died in a tragic boating accident <laughs> i feel really bad about that oh it's all good um, man thank you <laughs> hey regarding the trump legal team you know, and I know Sidney Powell's apparently not like actually part of the team, but I was, I've been looking at this whole picture and I see like Rudy Giuliani just, he just kind of seems weak and kind of lost at times. I, I don't know if he tries to be too showy and he doesn't really always get points across clearly, but I mean, I like the guy, but I just look at other people like Jay Sekulow or Trey Gowdy or, you know, Jim Jordan, people like that, that would be really, really powerful and effective and wanted to know your thoughts on, on the legal team. I mean, I know Jenna Ellison, she's, she's like a real strong personality and seems to do really well, but it seems like Gowdy's kind of weak and 
Sydney or not, not, not Gowdy, but Giuliani's kind of weak. It seems. And, uh, like Sydney Powell, she just seems nervous. Like when she's talking, her voice starts cracking and she seems like she's going to break down and start crying or something. What are your thoughts on that? Well, it's, it's, it's kind of like her voice. It's just like that. You know, that's just kind of like how she speaks. I'm not really sure about her being nervous. I mean, she could be nervous because I'm sure she's getting all kind of death threats and everything else. My thing about his team, uh, Trump's legal team, is that you got to understand it's going to be hard for anybody to actually join the team because of all the pressure that's going to be on you. You got people that are on the outside. They're trying to actually hurt you. They're trying to attack you. And you got the pressure of trying to produce something because, you know, you got Sidney Powell talking about she'll do this and that. And then people that are Trump supporters or and or Trump voters are like, okay, where is it at? Let's produce it. And then you have those that are detractors that don't want her to produce it, that are threatening her. So I think you may, necessarily, you may not be able to get the best orators or the best people to represent the president from that point of view because of all of the pressure and the stuff surrounding it. So that, that could be mm-hmm. it. But um, I, I'm not really too worried about the presentation of anything. I'm more concerned with what we get as a result. Are we going to be able to get something done? Can we get this whole thing solved? That's what I think the main thing should be from my point of view. Yeah. I mean, no matter what the outcome, we just, uh, the the United States citizens need to feel like confident in the system and that it's legit and that our votes count. I mean, you know, they say, well, if it's overwhelming fraud, but it doesn't, I don't feel like it has to be that overwhelming. I mean, really, if, if there's any fraud to any degree, that means my vote or your vote was stolen. And that's unacceptable in this country. Um, I just look at it, too. I mean, I'm hoping kind of that it goes to to the Supreme Court because I really just can't imagine that even if it's a liberal or conservative Supreme Court justice, I can't imagine that you would want to go down in history that you okayed for any corruption or fraud to happen during an election. I just can't imagine any Supreme Court justice that wouldn't overturn or at least have have to have some concessions, whether it was a redo or, or something, but just to, to okay Biden with all these circumstances going on, I just can't imagine that. Well, yeah, no, nah, it, it couldn't happen. Not at all. I mean, you know, politics aside, I don't think anybody wants this to happen. I don't care if it was the other way around. If there was some fraud going on and it benefited Trump, you know, I don't want any fraud to happen, period. So I think that you most certainly have to have people that are in there in the Supreme Court that are against it and act as much. So hopefully we have something like that going on here pretty soon. Yeah, I hope so too. Hey, well, listen, I love your show. I hope you and your family have a wonderful Thanksgiving. All right, thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Okay. Take care. All right, great call. Shout out to the caller. And thank you all for being here. Again, a number to call, 434-658-1220. The number's always in the description box below the video. There's also a Skype email in the description box. Add me on that. You could be right here in the bottom left-hand corner of the screen if you want to be on video. Or you could just talk through audio on Skype. But let me get to the next one. And let's go. All right, call you online. I'm speaking to 757. Yeah, Mr. Logan. How you doing this evening? Chesapeake caller here. All righty, man. What's going on? Um, I just wanted to know, and uh, if you look up, you'll see my number. Should remember it. Yeah, I got you. But I, w- I wanted to know if you'd heard that Joe Biden came out 
and said within the first 100 days he was going to put forth legislation to grant a pathway to citizenship for 11 million illegal immigrants. Have you heard that? Yeah, I did see that. So what ramifications would that have or would that have? Oh, well, first of all, it won't be 11 million. It'd be probably about 30 million. Like, okay, here's, here's, here's what's going to happen. First, you're going to get a rush on the border because people are going to try to come to, you know, take advantage of that whole thing because they probably won't. It like, let's say um, Biden was to go be the president. They wouldn't be able to have the, the amnesty thing happen right away. So there would be a window for people to come in and then be like, oh, I've been here for a long time, whatever. Illegal alien, I'm, I'm undocumented. So you could have 40 million people just overnight become citizens. That that had destroyed the nation in many different ways. You're talking about uh, the way that the voting happened would change, the way that voting happens would change as far as districts had to get redrawn. Um, it'd be a mess. It'd be a mess as far as a lot of different things. Uh, the, the, um, the, the entitlement system, everything, it'd destroy a, a lot of our infrastructure in, in society. I'm not even sure English would be our primary language. Oh, uh, yeah, that's that's the whole thing right there. I mean, in some parts of the country, it's not already. You're, you're correct. I, uh, I've worked uh, around this country for a number of years in a lot of different places. And I also worked in uh, Costa Mesa, California. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, I worked in a, uh, a medical manufacturing company, and the primary language was not English. Mm -hmm. And I had to have an interpreter in my own country. That's right. So if these 11 million, or I think you're probably more correct with the 30 million, become citizens. I have a friend of mine who was an immigrant from uh, Sardinia, okay? from over in Italy and she came here, she married a sailor and uh, she was actually on a green card for something like 15 years. Mm -hmm. And just two years ago, she was able to go and, and go through the process and get her citizenship. And I was extremely proud of her for doing that. Now we have these 30 million people that are just going to overnight, just become the U S Right. It, crazy. Ridiculous, but it's, that's that's it's what they not it, fair. It, it's not fair, not at all. Because you know, I know guys and girls that had the same kind of story. They they spend thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars. I, I know a girl that came over here from Africa, and her family spent hundred thousand dollars to get them all over here. You know, the mom, dad, I think three siblings to come over here to America. Hundred thousand dollars spent years, ten fifteen years, but then you could just. Walks across the border, not be a citizen and be granted citizenship. Ridiculous. Yeah, I just I, I didn't know if people, you know, we said we being me being a conservative said last time, you know, elections have results and they do. And this election have, you know, if it stands is going to have this result. If this result stands and those 30 million illegals become citizens you'll never have another republican elected for the next 50 years yeah definitely anyhow i thank you for taking my call and i, I wish you and your family i think you just got married recently yes congratulations i've been married for forever <laughs> uh, 
But uh, I, I wish you and your family have a, a very happy Thanksgiving, and I'll be listening. All right. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Great call. But you know what? The whole thing about amnesty, what that is, I, I said that before. The, the whole thing behind amnesty is to replace, um, like, a lot of the underperforming population. They want to replace a large part of the black population and also poor whites. That's what they want to do. And and they want to do this and they want to do it for a variety of reasons. They want to get what they think is a better working block and they want to get a quote unquote better voting block. They want to bring them over here, 30 million strong, give them the right to vote and they want to encourage them to vote for the Democratic Party. Why not? They're the ones that granted amnesty, by the way. You know, so it's like kind of a quid pro quo. Hey, I gave you amnesty. I made you a citizen. You're entitled to all our benefits. You're no longer in the shadows. Vote for me. So now you're going to get 40 million more Democrat voters, potentially. That's that's the objective. And if you get that, man, and then they're not even the people that are here illegally are not even just like in one place. They're all over the country, down south, up north, west, everywhere. They're spread out where I am. I'm at Tennessee. Guatemalans everywhere. Uh, all kind of Hispanics, all kind of other people, uh, Europeans, uh, some 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 Japanese, Korean, a little bit of everybody who's legal, who is legal. I don't know. You know, people that speak English come from Canada, a lot of Canadian illegals. I, I have no idea who's legal or not, but that's the whole purpose to try and replace people with people that will vote a certain way. That's that's generally what's going on here. All right. But I move on. I call and speak to uh, 517. Yep. All right, man. What's Hello. going on? Hey, how you doing, ABL? I'm, uh, I've been listening to you for about a year now. And I'll tell you, it's, you're the best thing on, on the radio, on the TV. The, <laughs> it just kills me. I got two little points to make. How come nobody's saying anything about Disney buying up all the news networks? And that's why, they, that's why they've got the same conversation every morning. They're all owned by the same person. You know, that's, Nobody that's said a, a word about it. That's a really good point. But I got a little bit of feedback in the background. Can you speak this down for me, please? Sure, I got it right down. Yeah, now you make a really good point about Disney because um, they own... They they don't own Fox Everything. News yet. They they do own Fox, yeah. Big Fox. They don't. They don't own Fox. Twenty one, huh? Yeah, they own they own Twenty First Century Fox. Yeah, correct. Yeah, they, but they also own um, right. ABC. Um, well, nobody's nobody says anything about Nancy Pelosi's husband working there. Oh, I I didn't even really. John Pelosi. He, yeah, John Pelosi works for Disney. It, I mean, it all makes sense. It really does. Just like um, you know, Andrew Cuomo's brother. Being a CNN anchor, that that kind of relationship right there is not even uncommon. That's very common when you're talking about politics and the media, people that are married to people that are in politics and media. It, it, it's like that. And of course, if you have a husband or a wife or a brother or a friend or somebody that works in the mainstream media and you're on the left, then it's easy to just kind of communicate directly with them and get certain favors done. That's that's kind of how they operate. So the message is going to be whatever they want it to be from their friend group and also from what their boss tell them to do. And their boss is all hanging together, just like what Gavin Newsom went to this whole uh, this dinner 
with a bunch of lobbyists, how many of them also go to dinners with TV execs and the whole nine yards? It's all linked together. Well, the lobbyists haven't had nothing to do for the last four years. Right. You know, they, they shut down the Waldorf Astoria Hotel because Trump kicked them out. Right. Exactly. And I, my, my name is Tunes, 2NZ. And we live in Jackson, Michigan, the place that had a 120 year old man vote. Ain't that ironic? <laughs> uh, sounds impossible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's awful funny that our governor won't release the names of all the people that died of COVID that were in old folks' homes. But I'll bet you they voted. Uh, right. Yeah. That's, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. I'm, I'm sure they did, but, but that's 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 why you won't that's why you won't put I the names out there. Everything you do on the air, man. I appreciate everything you do on the air. It's good to hear a voice. You and the Hodge twins, and uh, me and the wife sit here, man. We get a router from the library. So we haven't got cable and we haven't got internet, but we get a we get a router from the library every every three weeks and get a library. We get to keep it for three weeks. Ah. And you're one of the main shows that we watch. We just appreciate yeah, the hell out of it. it right Matter of fact, we're watching it right now on the, on the mainstream, <laughs> you know. Well, thank you for that, man. Definitely appreciate you. Well, you have a good one, man. Appreciate time with you. All right, now. Take care. Be good. All righty. Shout out to the caller. Now, somebody says that Tatum got kicked off. Now, what was what happened with uh, Brandon Tatum's stream? Did, um... Was it uh was he was he streaming something where he was watching like was he watching TV or something with you guys? Cause that can happen. Like if you're streaming something else, like uh, like like that's why I don't always watch certain things online. Like I don't I don't stream everything because I know that some places will get you kicked off. Like that's that's why I didn't stream any other debates if they were on CNN exclusively because they're gonna strike you right away. But Fox, they're pretty cool. They, they're not going to strike you. But CNN, NBC, all of them, they, they'll strike you right away. And I feel like it's a it's a, it's a a personal thing because they got to do it manually. It's not an automatic thing necessarily because Fox doesn't do it. So why does, you know, CNN do it? But different story. Said he was just talking. Wow. Said he played cops music. Well, something happened. It was probably some um, copyright or it could have been an internet. Who knows? That happens too. You could have an internet connection that messes up. That's not abnormal. Okay, let's get to the next call here. 484, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL. Um, hey, it's Miles. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. How about yourself? I'm good. Hey, now the more and more I look into Obama's history and all that kind of stuff, it's like, wow. It's just, it, it just gets crazier and crazier the deeper I look into his presidency. So what have you found that kind of, like, shocked you? Well, well, when Black Lives Matter first started, when the police officers under his administration were getting assassinated and targeted and just, just getting murdered, and here he comes calling out saying that's what happens, you know, kind of like, you know, the police acted stupidly. I think that was, I forgot what state that, that incident happened in. Yeah, that was um that, that was with Skip Gates, the Harvard I think he was a professor, it might have been Harvard or Stanford or somewhere, and he was trying to get into his house, but it appeared like he was breaking into his house. He didn't have his key. So he got the police called on him 
and they just it just came there. It didn't really. They they were trying to get him to calm down and relax, but he wasn't, and they handcuffed him. And then he was saying they acted stupidly, so he basically threw them under the bus. And maybe he doesn't realize it, but when you say something like that as a president, that's very harmful to the police in general, and not just those that were out there on that day. Exactly, because I was watching Brandon Tatum's stream while he, while he left the Democratic Party, and he said, you know, people were treating him differently. They just, they, people were giving him a hard time. People were intentionally going out to try to, like, just go out after them. It's, it was insane. I was like, wow, he really just... And then it was more with all the... When, you know, with all the people that's being let out of prison now under Trump's administration who were locked up from the 1994 crime bill while Obama was in office and he didn't he didn't bother to even look at that while under his administration. I was like, wow, it just... There's enough proof right there that Trump is not racist. And it's just... For them to go around and say that he's not doing anything trying to tear this country apart, I see my own two eyes. I've never seen him not try to tear this country apart, not once. For the Russian, can you, I can't believe they actually spent $40 million on an allegation that they didn't, they haven't proved. And and years on top of that. They spent like three years. That's that's a, that's a um, that's more than the money. You know, you could spend $40 million at once, but you take years of somebody's life. Imagine you're trying to run a nation, trying to do your job, and you got back and forth court action. You got to go here and there and testify. And it's 500 subpoenas. It was just a big wasted time, wasted energy. They got nothing. And I knew from the beginning that they would get nothing. But they still did it. And it's still kind of ongoing because Michael Flynn just got pardoned today from what happened back during that time in 2017. So it's still kind of ongoing. Yeah. And one more thing. I know, I know this happened a year ago. I don't want to sound late, but... But that Jesse Smollett case, I was watching your video, you and Jericho Green and Brandon Tatum on Jesse Smollett, and he also he also um, stoked the uh, added, added fuel to the fire. Oh yeah, that lie. Oh yeah, and plus when I first heard him heard him tell his side of the story, I said that don't even sound right. Who the hell goes out two o'clock in the morning in Chicago and while it's freezing cold out just to grab a sandwich? That doesn't make sense. You you tell me you couldn't call Uber Eats? It's 2019. Exactly, one hundred percent correct. Exactly, he he's sixty million dollars. Like you, a TV star. Come on, man. He, <laughs> he, he, he was he was just a moron, man. He, he couldn't even lie correctly. He his lies was just you hear it once, and you could just tell he's lying. I was like, nah. <laughs> that's right, exactly. And and one more thing, sorry, I don't want to hold your time up, but for, and the fact that he's back on Empire, from what I heard, is he back on Empire? Uh, I that's what I heard from one of Jericho's Green's videos. Oh. I had to double look at that, but I hope not. Well, I'm not gonna say I hope not. I don't really care, but that'd be a shocker if he could just go back on the show that after causing all of that. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. But that's 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 kind of how it works because you know a uh, uh, a channel a show like that and people like that they they're kind of on the left, so they don't really even really care when you lie, make up stuff if it's to attack the other side. Now. If he attacked their side and lied, then he would never be on that show again. You would never see him anymore. His career would be over with. Yeah. And one more thing, like Well, I got I got I got I got limited time. So oh, thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate got you. Got it. All right. All right. All righty. Shout out to the caller. Let me get to the next one. Eight one six on the line. Who am I speaking to? Eight one six, hello. 
Hey, Abriel, what are you doing? Uh, everything's pretty good. I got some feedback in the background. Turn your speakers down for me, please. Do you want? Turn your speakers down in the background for me, please. Yep, hang on just one second. All right, there you go. All righty. I just wanted to tell you how much I appreciate you and your content and how you look into the issues and everything. Um, I just recently found you over COVID when we was all locked up in the houses and everything. And uh, I found you and Brandon Tatum and the conservative twins. And it opened me and my eyes and my kids' eyes and everything to a whole new level of things that, that we had not not really delved into or gotten into and some truth. And uh, it's been pretty cool watching you guys. So I thoroughly enjoy your channel. And I just wanted to tell you and your family to have a happy Thanksgiving. Um, I live here in Missouri when we're not locked down like some places, but uh, you know, we, we plan to do out Thanksgiving just like, just like we used to. We're not even, trying to creep around anything or anything we've got all the food set so um i just wanted to give you uh, a big shout out and thank you so much for your content and thank you for your calling and support i definitely appreciate you well you guys have a happy thanksgiving and keep doing what you're doing god bless you all right we'll do thank you all right bye all right let's get to the next one here let's go Okay, give me one second. All right, Skype caller. What's going on, man? Hey, what's happening? Hang on a second. Let me pause. How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good, man. Can't complain about yourself. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, doing all right. It's James in Tokyo. Um, you know, I don't know how much you've uh, been thinking about this as far as a, a divide goes. Uh, I wanted to... Uh, see what you thought about like a lot of Democrats asking for a heal, you know, a <laughs> healing moment, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Tim Pool was talking about this on his uh, podcast yesterday. I think the reason I brought it up is because I don't know what it's like in the states right now, but uh, even my friends here, like my best friend from 25 years won't talk to me now because I played with the idea that, Hey, listen, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Maybe some folks who are, you know, have complaints about election fraud, they need to be heard. And he just like, he won't have it. Wow. And yeah. I just, and this is not just one friend, like several people I know, they just won't listen to you anymore. And so I, um, I don't know if you know who Jack uh, Posobiec, I don't know how to say his last name. Yeah, um, I know you're talking about right. news guy. Yeah, on Twitter, right. Yeah, and he had, um, Ben Shapiro said he put together a comp compilation over the weekend of all the times Democrats were saying the election is rigged. And I went and I looked it up. And so I sent this compilation to my friends. and They won't have it. And the amount of confirmation bias from folks, these echo chambers, and it's like Dave Rubin said really well, we don't need to make the walls of our echo chambers any higher than they are. <laughs> yeah. What's it like? What's it like right now, man? I mean, I, do you see this divide healing? I mean, I think that um, it depends on where you live in the States. Where I live, it's all good. It's not, it's not this big problem. Everybody gets along, Trump supporters, 
people that don't support Trump, even in my family that I got here in East Tennessee, mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're cool. Like, I got some family members on, on my wife's side, and they're not necessarily Trump supporters, but they open to hearing what I got to say. Like, I had these kind of talks. I'd hate to be arguing with you on this subject. Oh, yeah, you know what? It's, sometimes when the, when it comes up, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be quiet. I don't want to argue with normies because I feel like it's unfair. But I kind of right. get unleashed. It was funny. I was just sitting out there. They're talking about different things. I'm, I'm trying to be quiet. And then five minutes later, I'm going to a full thing. I'm about to bring up charts and websites. But that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> it's ABL over Thanksgiving. Oh, is that what you think? I would like you to look at these numbers, please. Uh, exactly. <laughs> sir, 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 please. <laughs> I can totally see that. Yes. Your father-in-law is like losing it. Yes. Um, but um, it's it's cool, though, man. It's not really a big thing. I mean, I don't know. I guess it really depends on where you live. If you're living in, like, San Francisco, obviously, it's going to be a different story than living out here where I'm at in East Tennessee. It really depends right. on where you live and your your social circle of friends that you have. People that I'm around, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. That's good. Yeah, because I'm, like, over over here, all we get is the social. You either get news. They don't have Fox over here, right? You only have CNN. My wife puts that on just as a comedy sh- routine, basically. <laughs> um <laughs> or uh, you only get it through the internet. You get your Facebook, and that's not a news source, right? You know, you get your Facebook, Twitter, whatever. And seeing it through the social media lens, you'd think America's going to break into like a old plate, you know, and just, oh man, what's going on? And so you, we, we're really worried about it. But to talk to you and hear that, you know, my brothers, my brother said the same thing. It's like out here in North Carolina, it's nothing, you know, it's, everybody just gets along. Yeah. Is it just exaggerated? It's, it's, it's exaggerated, know. really. Like, I, I mean, it, it depends on where you live in your, in your social circle. And if right. you're in certain parts of the country where it's cool and it's not really a lot of violence, like where I live, there's not a lot of violence and stuff anyway, but I don't live in a violent inner city. It's straight. But if I was to be living in New York City, I'm not really sure how it would be. It might be a little bit different. And with the virus, it makes things kind of strange, too, depending upon where you live. Yeah, right. So it's all kind of different things happening at once. So it, it, it always just depends, man. It's, but I think generally people aren't people don't know a lot about politics in general. The average person is not really politically aware. They might just right. say orange man bad and that's it. What you see on television as far as any kind of riots and protests, a lot of times it's the same people going from place to place, just starting stuff. You know, Tim Pool and Dave Rubin were both kind of talking about how the left panders to uneducated people. And yeah. um, I thought, well, to be honest, that's that's kind of a rough statement to say, because I know there are a lot of really well-informed people on both sides, obviously. And you're not going to make friends saying something like that. And I thought, well, you probably could have left that part out. <laughs> you, well, know? So you know, it what? wouldn't have hurt that the left, you know, will... you're not going to win somebody over by saying, look, listen, I know you're an idiot, but I <laughs> see, I think, I think the left, we're talking about the violence that comes from some political stuff on the left. That right. is uneducated people that get into the violence, but there are plenty of people that are very well educated. They got plenty of money. They have, you know, they're, they're really highly credentialed on the left. But that's right. not really who they cater to or they pander to as far as trying to, like, give some of these little information types of nuggets to. That's not really who they're trying to attract. Because those that are already on the left that have high education and degrees, they, they, they're not, they don't need to really be convinced. 
Yeah, I always wonder how it is they convince more educated, you know, better, well, better educated people and richer people to get it. I mean, he's like, how do you convince Bill Gates that he wants to pay more in taxes? <laughs> and that argument comes up a lot. And I'm like, yeah, I can kind of understand it. But it's he's not rich because, you know, he makes a lot of money. He's better with the money. He knows how to get around paying his taxes. And then they're like a lot of people on the left are upset about Trump's taxes. And I'm like, he's good with money. I'm not going to end up, I'm going to find as many loopholes as I can or whatever I can do to, you know, get out of that. And I'm kind of wondering how do you talk somebody into that mindset if they're actually a businessman, right? If they're actually well-educated or is it a, is it a, uh, how do you say this? Is it like a moral, uh, yeah, it could be uh, moral. Uh, they, they think they think that what they're doing is for the greater good. They feel like they're being a philanthropist, which is what Bill everybody Gates, thinks that what they're doing is right, though. Yeah, right? otherwise you think something else. But Bill right? Gates, he's like a philanthropist in his mind. He thinks he's doing the right thing, but then it becomes, well, I'm so powerful, I'm all knowing. Here's what we're going to do. This is what I'm going to do. We're going to I'm going to control it from my point of view. And what you're saying is not really as important. That's pretty much how I feel like it's going. But hey, man, it's been a great call, but I got a lot of calls on the Yeah, you too, man. Yeah, I know you got a lot of callers. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. Same to you, man. Happy Thanksgiving. All right, yeah, man. Yeah, man. See you. All right. Shout out to my man for the call. Coming all the way from Tokyo, Japan. And let's get to the next one. 541 Alarm. What's speaking to? Hey, ABL. This is Andy. All righty, man. What's going on? Hey, man, love your show. Thank you. Appreciate it. Hey, can you hear me all right? I heard you just fine. Nice. Hey, um, so I got a few questions. I'll just I'll put them out there one at a time. First off, when I, talk to, when I talk to you about politics, I have a hard time figuring out what information is real. Where do you get your information? Okay, that's a really good question. Um, now... What I do first, okay, it depends on what it depends on what it is. If you have an incident that happens, like let's say it's a police shooting, I go to the local news where the shooting happened first because right. they're they're less yeah, yeah. likely to have the corporate spin on it. Like once it gets to um once once it gets beyond local and it goes to major news networks, they put their own spin on it. And you know, social media does the same thing, they put their own spin on it. Local news right. generally has it the best. Now as far as anything else, like any kind of policy situation, I go to some of the government websites to read it for myself. Well, well I'll tell you what. Okay. What I do most of the time is I read my news. I, I rarely watch TV at all for news. I read most of my news and I go to a lot of different sources. I go to, you know, NBC, CBS, CNN, Fox, um, Newsmax. And I go, I go everywhere. I go everywhere and I see yeah. a general trend of what's going on. And if it's a policy issue, I go to a government website and read whatever the policy is to see what's going on. And then I see what, what, uh, what, 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 what others are saying what about it. What government websites are you talking about here? What, whatever it, whatever the policy is. Like, let's right. say it's a, it's a press release from the administration. I go to where the press releases, where they originated at. If it's a Trump tweet, sure. I go to Trump's Twitter. Whatever, wherever 
it originated. I'm trying to go there to see what it was before it was changed or altered or reported on. I love it because I can't I don't trust any of these uh, news outlets like any of the ones you mentioned. I don't know what the hell's going on. I, I'll read 10 different sites and get five, you know, five different views each way. So it's, it's tough for me to figure out what's real. Now, my other question, um, as a white man, as you would say, <laughs> and, you know, I'm talking to these people about politics and man, they're just, they're so anti-Trump. It's unbelievable. I've been called I've been called racist Nazi, which you know I'm anything but. But how how do how does one deal with somebody coming at you like that? You know. Well, it depends on the situation. Like I mean, it, it it like so when would somebody come at you with this whole racist thing? Like, what's the context? Well, I mean, I got I got many stories. Uh, the, probably the biggest one is I got kicked out of a bar in uh, 2018 for talking positively about Trump. I'm in Oregon, so you know how it is. Uh, yeah, I mean, what what can you really do about that? You got a private business, and then if they don't right. like you for whatever the reason, I mean, that's that's kind of how it works. I mean, I tend that's to go, enough. I tend to go where I'm wanted. If I'm not wanted in the business, then I'm not, I'm not giving them my money. I'm not trying to convince them to take my money. If you don't, if you don't want my cash, I'll take it elsewhere. I give it to them. That's generally how I do with exactly. that. We're talking about a private business, just like when I went to Guitar Center. And they told me I had to wear a mask. Like they demanded I wear a mask and I didn't want to wear one. I didn't have one. I just left and I got my product on Amazon instead. It was like, I want to just go ahead and buy right here and stimulate local economy. Although it's a chain, it would still help the tax base a little bit. I can't do that. So I'm going to yeah. go to Amazon. Yeah. So the, okay. Well, another story is the other day, um, I was hanging out with some friends and, uh, you know, we were drinking a little bit, whatever. I brought it up to these, these people I'd never met before, like, show me one video of Trump saying something evil. You know, that's, that's how I put it. And they were there for, they were looking on their phones for 20, 30 minutes to find a damn thing. And, uh, you know, I kept getting harder and harder on them. Like it's been 20, 30 minutes, y'all find something, you know? And then they, they go back and start, start, start calling me the one who doesn't, who doesn't know what's going on, you know? And I, I don't get it. It's just, uh, where are these people coming from? You know, I, I don't understand. That's all I got. Yeah, man. It's, it's just kind of some people don't really want to see the truth. They just want to be in their own little echo chamber and believe whatever they want. And when you try to, like, break into the echo chamber, they feel like you breaking into their house and they don't really want you to be there. That's kind of how that goes. Right. And, I, you know, I don't I don't understand that mindset. You know, I'm, I'm trying to be open. I want I want uh, what's good for what's good for everybody, the common good, you know, like, I don't care who's president, who's doing any, who's, who our elected leaders are like the common good should be number one. In my opinion. I agree. Yeah. Anyway, man, love your show. Keep kicking ass. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate it. All right. See ya. All right. Great call. Let me get to the next one here. I'll call you online. I'm speaking to 617. Hey, y'all doing it, man. What happened to your colors, man? Why, why you keep why you keep uh, uh, injecting that juice, man? What juice is this? You got inventing that juice, man. You didn't tell the whole story about uh, Professor Gates. You know Professor Gates showed his ID to the police, and the police is still arresting when he was in his own house. It's like a, the police go to your house, you show them the ID, you live there, the police come in, and still you get arrested. Now, 
President Obama should have never they used, uh, uh, they acted stupidly, but they did act stupidly. So was he inside his house or was he outside his house when he got arrested? He was inside his house. Did you read really the report? But the picture was of him outside his house. He was, well, they saw him inside, outside the house trying to open his door. His door was cracked. He finally opened it. He, he, was, he, was, he came from China. He was tired. Somebody saw him forcing the door and called the cops, thinking they were trying to force him inside into the apartment. When they went to the place, the police came in. They say, hey, you know, you're a suspect or, uh, for a breaking entry. Somebody called. He said, I live here. There's my ID. You show his ID. Okay, same address, same place. It's still the police arresting. That's what Obama said that they acted stupidly. Now, did Obama should say that? No. Uh, Trump said worse things? Hell yeah. I never say any of you guys complaining. So what, what, what did Trump say that was worse than the whole come thing on, that bro, Obama did? Come on. Come on. Let's, I, I don't want to waste time on that, but uh, I want to okay. move to. All I right. want to move. You know, you know it's a lot of stupid things. I don't want to. Uh, say bad words. Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever you say. So just, just, okay. so, but you, know, you, you don't have anything. Nice you don't have anything, but you just want to say that he did it. Well, okay. get, get those son of a bitches off the field. Is it, is it bad? Is it bad enough? Oh, that's nothing. That's, that's, nothing, that's, nothing, that's nothing compared to talking about the, the police acting stupidly. Hit him in the head when, when, you, when somebody get arrested and when you're trying to put in the party wagon, hit him in the head, don't be too nice to them. He, he, that doesn't... He didn't say, he didn't say hit him in the head. He said don't be no, too no. nice. He said don't be too kind and hit him in the head with the, in the cruiser. Is that, is that make sense? He did not say, sir, uh, sir, look, look, sir, look, listen, look. sir, 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 I'm going to go ahead and talk. He did not say hit him in the head, making up stuff. He said, you don't got to be too nice, meaning you don't got to treat him with kid gloves. If you got somebody out here that done robbed the corner store, beat an old lady in the head with a lead pipe, you're not going to be treating him like he's, a, you know, like a, a school child. All right. So let's just go ahead and put that one. It's, it's the same thing. They, it's the same thing. A lot of black folks said it about Dylan Roof when he got arrested. So let's not even go down that road because they said, oh, you gave him. Burger King, all this, that, and a third. So that was wrong to treat Dylan Roof with kid gloves. But then when Trump says, do not treat the criminals with kid gloves, then that's wrong. I don't understand that makes any sense, but go ahead. Okay, so maybe maybe that you, you like to talk like that. But that, I want to move on to, to uh, the uh, Powell, the president's lawyer. Uh, you know what, the, you know what uh, President Trump said about her, right? About who? About Powell, about his lawyer. Powell, okay. Do you know what he said? Do you hear what he's about Trump said? No, what did he say? Well, he said that that's not his, she was never part of the uh, of the Trump uh, lawyer team. She was never part of the team. She was just some lawyer that wanted to know the truth. After he told so many times that she was part of the team, now she was no part of the team. Giuliani said that now she's no part of the team. I mean, what's going on here? Now she said that the the uh, the same wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, wait, 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 wait. So did she say she was part of the team before? Yeah, she said she was part of the team. She said when, she, when, when did she say that? Together with Giuliani, she say that now. Giuliani hold on, hold on, wait, 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 wait. When, when did she say that? Did she say she's working with oh, them? Many, many times, many times uh, they're working together. I'm to not sure she said that because it's one thing to work with Giuliani and to help them. It's different to be officially part of the team. She came out and said that she was never part. Of the team as far as being paid by so them. Who was paying wait, her? wait, who was wait, paying wait, her? wait, wait. She was never on retainer. That's what she well, said. Who was paying her though? Who, wait, who wait, wait. Her? Quiet, quiet. She said she, she she said she was never on retainer. She was just working pro bono, just on her own. You have lawyers that do that. You know they they work for free because they want to get to the bottom of it. I'm not 
I don't know anything about where she gets money from, but it wasn't Trump or the administration or the campaign or Giuliani or Jenna Ellis. Okay, that's what they put out in the press release. And that's what she said. So if Trump says it, if Giuliani says it, if the campaign says it, if Sidney Powell says it, then what's the problem? They all agree on a situation. So what are you talking about? So who pay? Who pays Sidney Powell? Who pays her? Do you think a lawyer gonna do all that? To I, come I, on TV, I make don't know nothing. Of fraud, I don't know. You tell uh, me. Uh, injecting, destroying our democracy. The, uh, the, the, whoever, the, whoever's the, paying the her. Democracy who, in the whoever, world, the United States. I don't know anything about. I don't know anything about who's paying her because she said that it's not Trump. That's all that really matters. The whole point is that she's not under retainer from the administration or anybody else affiliated with the team. So if she's getting money. That's not my business. All I do know is that she's not being paid by Trump. Oh, so she did it for free? I mean, you tell me. I don't know. I know she's not getting paid by Trump. <laughs> you can't be that stupid to me. I mean, do you, like, who's, who's, who's she getting paid by then? Who's she getting paid by then? Quiet, sir. Sir. Who's she getting, sir? Look, when I talk, nobody can hear you at all. I could talk and then nobody can hear you. You're just talking to yourself at this particular point. You cannot talk over me. I always put you on mute when I talk. So the question is... If the, the question team. is, if she's not getting paid by Trump, which she's not, then who is she getting paid by? If you say that I'm stupid to believe that she's doing it for free, then you got to be able to say who she's who she getting paid by. I don't know if she's getting paid or not, but I do know she's not getting paid by Trump. Now, if she's getting paid by somebody, then you got to tell me who it is. And if you don't know, then you're in the same boat as me by simply not knowing who she's being paid by. So go ahead. I made the money. I understand. I understand. So you don't you know? So, so, so you don't know? And I don't know, so that's what it is. You can move on to the next thing. Okay, no, that, because everything So is you false. don't nothing know, and I don't so know. We can move on to the, the next thing. Nothing is true. No evidence of the machine. They asked for the machine proof, nothing. 125 uh, affidavits, they've all been dropped off by the judges. Um, what else? I think one was only one issue in Georgia with the 8,000 votes. It's been cleared up. So everything is false. He lost. And that's it. So is, is all the court action finished? Oh, the court has they've been dropped. Everything is being wait, dropped. Wait, 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 wait. So is all, is all the court ones, action? Of course, because you're entitled so to the court action. Sir, the question so was, sir, simple question. What? You got to be quiet. I'm put you on mute. You're muted. Nobody can hear you at all. The question was, is all the court action finished? Yes or no will suffice. I'm not finished, but they don't make All right, all so if you said no, that the court action is not finished, and you can't say it's over with and nothing happened. If there's still more court action, then you don't know what's going to happen. We have to get through the court action. Then we can see what the end result is going to be. The guy in, uh, was, uh, I can't remember the name, Pennsylvania. I can't remember the name now. But that, that she paid the, uh, I can't remember the name, the, the, the person. But she said that, that, the, that somebody in the government got paid. Not true. She said that the machines were broken and they were going to, to, to buy it instead of Trump. Not true. She couldn't prove that. Uh, what else? It says something about the votes, not true. Nothing that she can approve. The whistleblower, not true. The USPS worker, not true. Uh, nothing is true. No, that, that was true. Whistleblower is true. It's not true. He changed yes, the it story. Is. Nope, that was, that was, that's, not, was, that's not accurate. He said he changed the story. Go and read it. That's not accurate. Go on PBS. They have a at documentary the end, At the PBS. end of the day, at the end of the day, as you close up, uh, there's still more court action, and we're going to see more <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's as a fun. result. You said it's over, but it's not over because we still got more court action to go. Pennsylvania just came out, and the judge said that let's stop trying to certify anything because we still got some stuff going on. There's going to be a lot more that comes out 
as of all the core action. We still got people coming forward. Affidavits coming out. So that's pretty much it. So thank you for the call. I appreciate you. All right. Yeah, we still got more core action to go. That's really what matters. But that was um, Ivan. Let's get to the next call here. And let's go. 312, you know, line I'm speaking to. 312, hello. 312, hello. Who am I speaking to? Tori. All right, what's going on? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know I was live because I'm behind. Yeah, so this yeah, last don't, dude, don't. He, 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 he was pretty rude. He was pretty rude. I was like, oh, my goodness. I can't believe he's like calling you, insulting you on your show. How you doing, brother? I'm doing pretty good. Can't complain too much. Uh, calling from the Midwest, Chicago, for, uh, with your girl, Lori Lightfoot. I know how crazy you are about her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I absolutely love your show. You have given me the strength and the courage to come out as a black conservative. Um, I'm actually independent. I'm not really so much pro-Trump, but I'm definitely anti-Biden. And, um, but I support Trump in a sense where I just see how bogus this country is right now. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm with it 100% because I think, People, if they open-minded like you are, they can see what's going on. They see that all of this is just it's ridiculous, everything that's happening, what they want to do on their side, all this fraud going on is crazy. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, you had a caller a little, a little while ago, and um, he was saying, like, you know, what can he say to people who uh, don't accept – his belief and there's absolutely nothing you can say because it, the one thing I've learned when you're dealing with narcissistic people and I've, I've seen that it's a, it's a lot of narcissism going on right now. <laughs> and uh, it, there's no reasoning with people, you know, um, they see things one way and they're not trying to be open-minded and, and look at things from like different perspectives and hear people out. You can't reason with people these days. Yeah, that's true. You know? So it's, it's, even the Bible says, let us reason together. So if if you can't reason with people, then it's, it's just almost best if you just keep to yourself, you know? And it's, it's unfortunate at the same time, but you just have to find your tribe. That's why I want to tell whoever is listening, like, man, you know, um, what, what can I do? Because what, one thing I've noticed, cause I listened to Roland Martin. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Yeah, no, I know Roland Martin. Um, but I, yeah. And I, and I checked out his show, a couple of his shows this past week. And I'm like, man, they are, they got this thing all wrong. They're still talking about, this is a Trump against black people thing. And I'm like, that's totally not the case. <laughs> <laughs> And, and and then to hear that the first thing that Biden wants to do is bring 11 million um, immigrants to America, that that further puts black people at the bottom of the list. That's right. And he's, you know? he, he's saying 11 million, but number one, that's a really old number, and it's really inaccurate. You're talking about probably 30 million. So it's mm-hmm. only about 36 million to us as black people. So you want to bring in 30 million Illegal people? What? So what? Like you said, where does that leave us? 
we pretty much be toast. Exactly. Exactly. But what really, um, excuse, excuse my language, but what really pissed me off was I call it the dangling carrot reparations. Yeah. Um, I really hate when politicians politicize reparations like they did COVID. Like, I mean, it's, it's like, come on, <laughs> you know, stop talking about it. Either either go ahead and, and put it in action or just walk away completely. Stop trying to pander to um, African-Americans because it, it just is it, sickening at this point. You know, when I listened to the to the DNC debate earlier this year, I was I was just grossed out by every single person on the panel. And I'm super grossed out by Kamala Harris because she is a chameleon. She is whatever she needs to be, <laughs> whenever she needs to be it, and it's disgusting. She's black when it's convenient. She's Indian when it's convenient. She doesn't care. She doesn't, she doesn't care about the African-American community, and she's shown it. You know, and she was not raised in Jamaica. She was raised with her mom in Canada. So she doesn't share our plight anyway. <laughs> that's that's right. That's right. I mean, but like you said, she's a chameleon. She'll do whatever. She'll she'll be whatever she's got to be whenever she's got to be it. And it's crazy. It's like just be yourself. But she's not being herself, and she's just lying. And I'm not really into the liars. No, and and. You know, someone commented earlier about uh, Sidney Powell's voice, and I, you know, pretty much realized that's just the way that lady talks because she's very serious. She's not playing any games. But when you watch that uh, VP debate, anytime Kamala's lying, <laughs> she laughs, and her voice trembles, and it, and it gets squealy, you know, and you can tell everything she's saying is a lie because she stalls. She has no response. And I don't even know what Joe Biden campaigned on. He said absolutely nothing. What none of his plans, nothing. <laughs> yeah. And he won. It, it's, well, he didn't win, but uh, I'm 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 just waiting for all of this to play out. Man, this patience is 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 really a virtuous exciting. I tell everybody this is the best. TV show, reality TV show I've ever seen in my life. This thing gets the highest ratings. You understand? But get your popcorn. We in for a ride. Thank you so much, ABL. Keep doing what you're doing. Congratulations on uh, everything that you got going, the move, the marriage, all of that good stuff. Peace and blessings, brother. All right. Thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. Uh-huh. All right. A great call. Excellent call. All right, let me get to the next one here. And the phone lines are blowing up. If you can't get on right away, don't blame me, blame the white man. All right, let's get to the next one. All right, Victor, what's going on? Hello? Yeah, can you hear me? Hello? Uh, I can hear you. All right, man, what's going on? Hey, what's going on? Ain't too much. Hey, so who are you snitching on? Who am I snitching on? <laughs> oh, you're talking about Thanksgiving? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm telling on everybody. I'm telling on the, 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 the old lady that is struggling to make ends meet. I'm calling the police on her because she got the grandkids over feeding them some, some turkey legs and mac and cheese. That's what I'm snitching <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah, I, I told the cops in my area to stand, uh, stand by and stand, uh, stand watch, whatever Trump says. Stand, stand back and stand by? Yeah, stand back and stand by. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, man, you it's 
funny how the media plays the citizens. And I have them on strings. For instance, they said that what Trump is doing is a threat to democracy. Was it a threat to democracy when Al Gore didn't concede until December? Mm. <laughs> and uh, back in, it was two, yeah, 2008, John McCain was a racist before he died. He was a greatest man and fought against racism, <laughs> fought against a, a racist question towards, towards Obama during the election. Around the same time, they called him a racist. <laughs> they sure did. They sure yeah. did. <laughs> oh, and it's, there's, uh, there's nothing wrong with the election process. What about 2016 <laughs> when you investigated, what, three years into something where you knew the evidence that you had was fake? They had what three years, forty million dollars, five hundred subpoenas, all that good stuff. They spent they spent Trump's entire presidency really talking about how the election was interfered with by the Russians. So I'm having a hard time figuring out if it's impossible to cheat the election or if it is something that always happens according to what <laughs> they do on the left. Yeah, exactly. It's it's just, I'm I guessing everybody's just having amnesia of what the media said in the past. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, my last one, I think that after this recent death, that the war in Chirac is at least going to die down substantially, at least how we saw it back in 2011. You talk about um, King Vine? Yes, yeah. King Vine. And the thing is, though, I think with King Vine, he wanted to be famous just to diss people on a national level. <laughs> and it's, it's just goes to show you that when you keep doing it, death is going to follow you. I, I thought, I seriously thought that it was going to be Chicago was going to kill him, but no, it was the streets of Atlanta that got him. And it was over, over women. How are you going to, how are you going to die over women? Hey, it's, it's like that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, know. man. Yeah, and I think and I think that with him because he, he present day he was the main one that was really dissing dead people, and I think that with him dead, it's I think that it's going to really slow down, and I think that at least the killings in Chicago is going to decrease because after him is people really haven't been dissing dead people like they were in the past. Like that, that was his whole thing. So since yeah. he's, since he's gone, then there won't be anybody to carry that torch to, you know? Yeah, exactly. And then, and this one guy named, named Ruga, uh, cousin, he called, he calls FBG duck his, uh, his cousin. He, and this out of all the drill rappers, I have the most respect for him. He he could he has every reason to say bad things about King Von because King Von kept on dissing his dead brother in the uh, in the radio when Ruga really hasn't been dissing anyone. He dissed he dissed people one time and after that he said he regretted that. But after after King Von death, 
Ruka said that, you know what, <laughs> it happens, but I it's, it sucks that as a singer that he that he's gone, and it's, it was a big loss. He took the high road. Instead of just dissing him, he took the high road and it actually gave him respect. Right. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, thanks for taking my call. And thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Bye. All right, we're calling from my man Victor, and thank you all for being here yet again. Definitely appreciate you. If you like what you're hearing so far, give me a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. And if you're listening to me on your favorite audio streaming platform, whether they be Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Anchor, whatever it is, give me a five star rating, give me a share, um, whatever you could do on that particular platform. I definitely appreciate you if you did. But let me get to the next call. Alrighty, let's go. Okay. All right. Hold on, hold on one second. Alrighty, Sandy. Hey, what's up? I'm from India. Alrighty, man, what's going on? Yeah, I'm good. I just want to say that, you know, the entire world is watching and they they are just, they are either amused or they are disgusted. <laughs> things in America they're just some of them are enjoying it some of them are just disgusted yeah so if, Biden like uh, he talks about if he if you don't vote for Trump you aren't black yeah. like you vote for Trump you're not black like how can a person say this kind of stuff and get away with it doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense happened in India, the people would have like you know burned the street or whatnot. He the elect there's an election commission in India, they would have take action against the person or nominee whoever said this kind of thing. This is amazing, and the whole world is watching this. And why does this matter if a person who is you know standing up for election is Indian or black or whatever she is? She, you know, why, why, why American have this soft corner? Why, why aren't you talking about policies? Why aren't you talking about uh, uh, bills? Why aren't you talking about taxation? Why does this matter? I just want to ask to all Americans. Why Kamala Harris has brag about being Indian or black in her campaign? Right. Doesn't make any sense. And yeah, when when she says that she's from India or she's black, I want to make it clear. Her father was a uh, was a professor, and uh, in uh, some college, in some prestigious college in America. And her mother was a biomedical scientist. And uh, let me talk talk about her grandmother. Her grandmother used to work for. Uh, so India was under British rule for many years. So her mother used to work for that British government. She was a British government employee. So none in her entire family was like some poor people or she worked her way up in the society. They all belonged to the creamy layer of the society. Mm. She was not underprivileged in any way whatsoever. Right. So I don't know what 
what american thinks when someone says that oh she's indian oh she's black i don't know why they have this soft corner why why this 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 matter like you should you guys should ask that why does it matter if you are indian or american or just talk about the policies just talk about the you know what you are going to do when you uh, hold the position right that's what should matter the most what are you going to do if you were to become elected not your identity yeah yeah it's american election is all about identity race someone is calling out like if you vote for trump then you are not black and uh, uh, i'm indian this, this is all and the whole world is watching and they're disgusted and some are enjoying it and these kind of people are representing america your show your tv shows oh my god that stephen colbert and what not dot late night tv shows for past 4 years they have been making fun of trump his hands his hair his skin color this is not racist you can say anything about a white man and you can get away with it you can say anything about a white that that's not racist but yeah you can just uh, can't say anything about if you say anything about a woman then you are uh, sexist black man you're racist but you can say anything about a white man whatever you want to say for a whole four years they've been making their business to trump and it's just mind boggling and you have to understand people like you you have to come out and say that this is not america we don't stand by uh, the values they are presenting to you this is not america this this is how we are you have to represent the correct america they they are embarrassing your country in the entire world they they everyone is watching and they are disgusted they are simply disgusted that's right i'm with you man yeah um uh, nice to be on your show man keep doing what you are doing represent the true america we know how true america is and we want to see true america we want to see more people like you to come up and represent the true color of america the true democracy how it is supposed to be the true values man absolutely man thank you for your call definitely appreciate you thank you man yeah shout out to the caller so the call that you just heard is in india like and he's seeing what's happening with the election from his point of view from the outside looking in and he's saying yo this is crazy how can y'all just you know do this and it be okay and we feel the same way so it's important for us to speak against it so people know this ain't just normal so they don't think oh you guys ain't you know just fighting in the street every day over politics that's not really what's going on but they but they show you on television and some of the more dramatic things that's like in certain little places among certain little people but Americans that that's not us that that's that's the weirdos that unfortunately are dominant in certain fields uh, they they got some of the loudest voices some of the biggest platforms but let me get to the next one here 540 you know line who am I speaking to 540 hello hey how you doing i'm uh, pretty good about yourself all right this is fabian from virginia all right what's going on hey abel how you doing tonight, man so listen uh, i'm I'm immigrant from Romania. 
been this country since 1990 and what's going on in this country. It's, I've fled communist Romania for the reason to have freedom. And it's just ridiculous, to be honest. You know, I, I, I don't know. We need to fight and go on and and do the right things because people's liberties and everything else. I mean, here in Virginia, this tyrannical governor, just ridiculous. Oh, yeah, man. Virginia, it's, it's terrible out there. And, you know, yeah, I call it Cal, Cal Virginia. You say, you say you call it what now? Cal Virginia. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's pretty much California. It makes sense. It's ridiculous. And you and, and Officer, Officer Tatum and Shapiro, everybody. I mean, Charlie Kirk, you guys are all awesome, man. I, I've been following you guys and. It's just upholding, you know, like, I I came to this country, I, I the only beacon of, of freedom, of light, of anything, and I have patriots all around the neighborhood, and uh, it's hard to speak about this, but, you know, I've been oppressed in a communist country where secret police can come in and take whatever they want, they can make it families disappear overnight with no questions and uh i don't it's not going to come to that but uh the left is just out of control and they just put earmuffs on and they just trot ahead with whatever agenda they have as a globalist and everything else right well i got two young daughters i try to teach them right uh and it's hard because, you know, I don't know. I just, I just can't even find the words. I'm just glad to talk to you. And I just hope people wake up soon enough that uh, everybody can uh, come together as a, as a nation, as Americans, as immigrants, as everybody else. Yeah, I think I think we will be able to. You know, one thing that we have to understand is, you had at least 75 million people that voted for Trump during this election, and it's probably more than that. You, once, we, once we get down to the core of it, there's a lot of people in this nation that feel the same way I do and they feel the same way you do. So we're not going anywhere. We're not going to go away, and we're going to fight for what's right. So I think that we have a pretty good future yeah. here. But we got to, you know, one thing that they said in the Constitution you got to be able to maintain the republic, so we got to maintain it, and I think we—I think we'll be able to do that. Exactly, and and you know, for for the future, for the next generation, like my kids, you know, I I had coronavirus. Let me tell you that it was just like thirty-six hours of uh, I've had colds, worst, and and then as soon as this appeared in April, I told my dad, and he's also came to this country, nineteen ninety altogether. And he said, this is a total global economical reset. And this is Mm -hmm. what they want to do to implement across the world to where they can control people. And the easiest way to control people is through fear. I mean, you walk around, everybody's wearing a mask while they're driving. It's ridiculous. And like I said, you know, some people get affected more. But you never see anybody on the media saying anything about 
taking vitamin D, zinc, vitamin C, you, you know, having a good nutrition. No, they all they say is about cases. Well, cases are cases, but if you're asymptomatic, it's not a case. It's just you're asymptomatic about anything. You know, you could be having a cold and not really show any symptoms. Right. So, that's right. I mean, I know I'm going off different tangents, but anyway, I'm going to get off the line, and I'm glad I talked to you, and I keep following you, man. You're an awesome patriot and American, and I respect you, sir. And I'm glad to be in this country, and I'm there with you, anybody on this line. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Take care, son. Great call. Yeah, definitely um, one of these uh, economic reset deals. That's what they, what they wanted to do. Is what they're trying to do. And if we just let these things happen, then that's what they that's what they will be able to do. And across the world, I mean, you got some crazy things happening. I think that we need to just look at what Sweden did, um, and look at it as a model upon which we can build. Now I know that it's hard to compare Sweden, which is a small country, you know, to the United States. But we can look at some policy and then you know try to implement it here. You know, they don't have a lot of big cities. They got uh, Stockholm, Malmo, but we could do a lot of what they did over here because this whole shutting stuff down is not going to work. Not in the least bit. All righty. Look at the next call here. All righty, Matthew, what's going on? Hey, Bill. What's happening? So, I've said it before with Alyssa Milano. Police for me, but not for thee. I said it with Lori Lightfoot. Mask for thee, but not for me. Now I gotta say it another time. Thanksgiving for me, but not for thee. <laughs> yes, that's that's correct. Absolutely. They're talking about, well, you know, don't have um, gatherings at your house. Don't have anybody at your house. Don't travel. Meanwhile, they want to travel fly people in, have a big feast. Like you said, they can have it, but we can't. Yep. I'm enjoying Thanksgiving down here in North Carolina, so. Absolutely, man. That's, that's you know, got to do it. Get, get some good food, man. Congrats on the marriage, and that's all from me. All right. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All righty, bye. All right. Sh shout out to all the young callers. I appreciate you guys and girls tuning on in. It's the future of the nation right there. Let's get back to the next call here. All right, call it online. I'm speaking to you, 757. Hey, it's Trey again. All right, Trey, what's going on? Uh, nothing much. Just keeping you updated. Like, I just came home from college. Like, spending Thanksgiving with the family, you know. All right. So, how's everything been with, with that? It's been pretty good, but regarding liberty, I mean, it's awesome. But the thing is, like, we got this new mask mandate, so they got people going around telling people, hey, you got to put your mask on and stuff. I mean, that stinks, man. It's like a huge bummer, you know? Yeah, yeah, that that, that can be that can be pretty pretty bad. But I'm glad, yeah, you're, I'm, I'm glad you're able to at least be, at, be in school in person. You're not doing the whole online thing? No, no. A lot of kids are transferring to online, but... Uh, it's still residential if you want to, and I'm probably going to be going back residentially. Well, that's good. Okay. So I got a question for you. Um, regarding young folks like me, like college age or so, regarding college age or so, um, 
how do we get like more involved in the Brexit? You know. You said getting more involved with what now? Brexit. Um, I'm not really sure. I mean, you got different chapters. I know, I know you're involved with a local chapter out there in Virginia, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not really sure. You might, might, you know, kind of be creative. Maybe you could just try to get people to come on board that go to college or I'm not, I'm not really sure what you can do as far as being part of the chapter. You know, I'm not a part of it necessarily officially. I just come in there whenever they need me to help to do a particular thing. But just be creative. Think about ways that you can help that have not been done yet. Maybe even ask others what they are doing and what they need help with. So, like, if, let's say you got a director and ask them, hey, do you guys need any help? You need some college kids? You need, like, what, what do you need to make this whole thing go forward? You know, I think that'll probably be what I ask. Ask them that are in it what they need and also ask those that are around you if they're trying to be a part of it or if they could be a part of something, what would they want to see? That's that's my advice. You know, be just be All inquisitive. Right. Also, I just want to say I'm pretty sure that Joe Biden stole that election. He did not win fairly. Yeah, no, nah, he, he definitely failed. I, th I think we could all see that. I still remember the night that me and my roommates were standing up watching the results coming in. Like, it was 2 o'clock in the morning, and over 1,000 votes or more went to Joe Biden all at the same time. Like, that's literally improbable. Yeah, the whole thing was just ridiculous. It was It was crazy. As you're seeing the results come in, it just didn't make any sense for the, the lead to evaporate. It was just, it was really strange how the whole thing was happening. I never seen anything like like it before, and that's probably because there was a bunch of fraud going on. Mm -hmm. Definitely more investigation needs to take place. Definitely, absolutely. All right, man, I'm going to let you go. Thanks for taking the call. Right, thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Peace. All right, shout out to Trey for the call. And again, shout out to all the young callers. You guys are the best. Let me get to the next one here. 262, you don't know how I'm going to speak it to. And that's probably because... Yes. Yes, it is. Hold on, before, before, before we go forward, I got some feedback in the background. Turn your speakers down for me, please. Is that better? Okay, I think I'm good now. No, I, I still hear noise in the background. Do you have a TV on? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm at, yeah, yeah. That's, just just uh, go ahead and turn that off. Show. Okay, I, I, that, that's, uh, that's down. All right. That's down to zero. All righty. So what's going on? I wrapped that down, I, I wrapped that down with a nice bow on top. There you go. All righty, man. So what's happening? Uh, not much. I was just hoping I could uh, possibly start to speak to AVL. You live right now. You live right now. You're live right now on the air. This is me talking. Sir, can you hear oh, me? Okay. Yes. Okay. So what's what's happening, boss? Ah, uh, not much, man. I was just wondering uh, what what do you guys think about this election, and um, you know, just general questions like that. You know, the coronavirus. Like, uh, the, I, I was wondering if you guys are familiar with H with uh, HR 6666 and things of the such and um, the CARES Act and everything like that. Well, I mean, there's, there's a lot there. Can you be a little more, a little bit more specific? Ask me like a, one specific question, then I can get you an answer. Okay. Um, what do you, what do you think 
Donald Trump's best chance at winning this election fraud is and actually fighting this election fraud and winning the cases. Um, just, you know, during the court action, going through the, just going through the motion. And I think eventually it'll end up in the Supreme Court. That's the best bet. I mean, because you got to challenge the results some kind of way. And we, we got to look at maybe find some evidence, doing some investigations. So court action, Supreme Court. And then I think it'll ultimately be in the hands of the Supreme Court. I don't really see another direction that we can go. And I think any other possibility all hinges on the Supreme Court and or the lower courts acting favorably towards the president. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I agree. Yeah, I agree with you. That's yeah, absolutely. No doubt, man. All right. Yeah, so thank yeah. I thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Have a good night. Same to you. Bye. All righty, shout out to the caller. I got a few more calls on the line. Let me get to those. Uh, let me see. 406 on the line. Who am I speaking to? Uh, Gary Kassmeyer. All righty, what's going on? Oh, not a whole hell of a lot. Uh, just watching the show. I like your content. I'm calling in response to a couple previous folks. A couple previous folks had some good uh, insight. As far as fellow Americans, a gal from Illinois rocked. Um, I'm talking, I'm, I'm calling about uh, the division that's happening in our country. It's heartbreaking. It really is. Uh, I'd say the left media has done a good job of dividing us. And it's, 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 it's just not cool. Um I am a, a veteran. I have served with many of folks, color and creed. I have loved many of folks, color and creed, as friends and family. Uh, and I have even close family members that are pretty much brainwashed on the left. And mm. it's it's kind of heartbreaking. The It's blatant that we have corruption in our voting system in the swing states. And... You try to present facts and you try to um, be reasonable and you're met with hostility with family and friends. And it's just, I don't know, it's <laughs> maybe the powers that be, the evil folks are doing their job and doing it right. Well, I don't really look too much into family, friends. Like some of these people, they're just going to be how they are. And um, just like when I came out as conservative, a lot of so-called family and friends, you know, they, they want to do the same thing, get all triggered, butt hurt and flee or whatever. But as I've just been able to live my life normally, I feel like I've been able to gain many more friends and family that are better than what I had before. So if somebody's really just. You're damn right. You're damn right. Yeah. If, yeah. if they want to they want to abandon you because of your political beliefs, what kind of a friend is that truly? No, no, they, they aren't. Um. I'm just saying that uh, this this next coming change in the world, this this whatever's coming up, it's going to be one with love. And if it ain't, I hope you're prepared, uh, my fellow Americans. Um, but it's going to take patience on our part because we have nothing but facts on our side. And the media is not on our side. And 
Um, well, I, I did not vote for Trump in 2016, but he has done a great job in his presidency. And I have met financial success because of him in the last four years. Right. And actions speak far louder than words. And the facts and actions he has done, and I don't, you know, approve everything he says, but the option's clear. It's just too clear. And now that we are fact or faced with all these facts with corruption in our um, voting system, why in the hell would they send votes overseas to be counted in Germany? Why in the hell uh, would they allow the system to be hacked so easily? Why in the hell did the mob fill out a few million votes? I think it was in Pennsylvania. I don't know, Michigan. I don't, it, it's too hard to keep track of on that. Either way, there's corruption in our face. And these people, these poor people, um, and that's the difference between our side and their side is there's compassion here. We feel sorry for those folks that are just watching mainstream, lamestream, lying media. Um, I beg your pardon. What is your uh, policy on cussing? Uh, no, no cussing is allowed on the channel. Yes, sir. Okay, I won't. Then <laughs> <laughs> I'll try not to. Then yes, but it's it's just it's blatant how corrupt it is. The the, the mainstream media is trying to tell us that Biden won. And Trump has a legal right to dispute that. And um, back in 2016, I was extremely pissed off to think that, uh, pissed, sorry, I don't know if that's a correct word or not, but I was very disappointed to think that Russian collusion could have been part of Trump winning. And now we're met with the same stuff on this end. Uh, it's, it's heartbreaking as a patriot, as a man that loves America, you know, every color, every creed, and bring us your tired, bring us your poor, huddled masses. Uh, right. It's, I don't know. I'm, oh, and, and, and going on a couple folks from the, from back on your show here, uh, I say if Biden wins, let them come. All these people are related to very, educated smart people that are already citizens in this country and they're going to know the forest for the trees they're going to see the corruption and That's biden right. and them think they're going to they're going to get voting votes on their side when no okay yeah all these folks coming into america but they're smart they're educated and their family is as well too so they're gonna it's just more votes to screw the algorithm if you know what i mean well yeah we'll, <laughs> we'll see how that works but hey man thank you for your call i definitely appreciate it i got a few more on the line Yes, sir. You have a good one. All right, now. Love your shirt. Oh, I'm sorry. I hung up on him. My fault. Shout out to the caller. Thank you for calling. Okay. Um, let's get to the next one here. The number to call, 434-658-1220. There's also an email for the call in the description box below. If you want to get in through Skype, you can be right here in the bottom left-hand corner of the screen. And let me get to the next one. Y'all just hang tight. Okay. Four one zero in line. I'm speaking to. Okay. Um, Hello. Yes, four one zero. Who am I speaking to? Oh, this is Daphne. All right. Turn speakers down for me in the background, please. 
I did. All righty, what's going on? So um, I'm more of a left-leaning person, but I just wanted to get your kind of critique of both the right and the left. Like, what does the left do that is correct? And obviously what we do that is wrong. And what do you think that the right does on that is correct and mis like uncorrect? That's kind of a broad question. I'm not really sure how to answer it. Yeah, like no critiques for the Republican Party? I mean, I'm not really sure what I would critique. Maybe you can ask me a particular thing. Like may maybe you can ask me a particular thing that you have an issue that you have with them or a few issues, and then I'll see if I agree or disagree. How, how about we do that? I think sometimes it's um, the disregard that people can have for the plight of other people. And that can also be just from the Republicans that I know around me, because I grew up like hardcore Republican. It was, yeah. Anyways, um, I think what happens is that people lose the ability to talk to each other. There's no communication. There's not that, that American patriotism that we can sit down and go, this is what we have at the table. This is what we should allow. This is what we shouldn't allow. And I think the fringe groups from the far right and the far left are making the most noise. And I think that's kind of muddling what happens with the new generation that's coming into vote. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, I think that I see many more on the right try to talk to people than the left and in a, in a, in a way that's peaceful. It's like when you go to these rallies, I've been to rallies and whatnot. I've been to plenty of, um, of uh, Trump rallies and, you know, like uh, just pro Second Amendment type rallies and everything. And it's, it's peaceful. Everybody's loving. It doesn't really matter what you are. Like I went to a rally here in East Tennessee and um, for, for Trump, he had 10,000 people from all walks of life. Uh, it was me and my wife at the time. We were just boyfriend and girlfriend or whatever. And we were in a line, a lot of different people. It was a gay couple. They were there. And they were just like regular dudes. I mean, I, I, didn't, I didn't even know they were gay until they talked about how they go on vacations together and stay together. I didn't even know. They were just like regular guys. I didn't care anything about them when they're, they're being gay. They were just regular people at that particular point. And it was all love. There was no problems, no fighting, no nothing. It was with 10,000 people. Now... If you go to some of these more leftist events that are kind of like counteracting the Trump stuff, then it's like a lot of violence and things like that. Now, I'm not saying that leftists in general are violent, but when you see the rallies from both sides, it's like, where is the violence in this stuff coming from? So I feel like a lot of us on our side that are more open about being pro-Trump and conservative, try to talk to the other side. Sometimes we can get across and it's all good, like right now, like how me and you were talking but a lot of times yeah. it doesn't really go that way. And it's a lot of it's a lot of animosity that comes from one side more than the other. Am I correct with that or am I incorrect? Absolutely. I agree with that. I've been to a couple of Trump rallies. I'm more of the I would rather know the other side and their views than just bash them because they identify as something that my party says is bad. Right. I mean, that's that's where I'm at. So um, I think that 
people on the right do care about people, but it's a matter of how do we express that? Like me, I talk about, I, I think drugs shouldn't be legal. Like what, what they're doing right now in Oregon with this whole all drugs being legal, that's, that's inhumane to me because I know what drugs do to people. And I know if you don't have any kind of way to keep that out of a community, it can destroy a community. It can destroy people. Now, some would say that I'm not being, uh, I'm, I'm being cold-hearted towards, towards those that are, that are on drugs and the addicts. I treat them like animals, but I'm trying to prevent uh, an entire generation of people from being lost. I'm trying to prevent an entire city from being destroyed. I've seen what drugs have done. My dad, alcoholic, almost died twice. I saved his life twice. My granddad died from a prescription drug that he was given. My uncle was on crack. He died from HIV AIDS. He also was an IV drug user. I got a lot of other cousins that have been hooked on drugs and died later in life, COPD and stuff like that. So I have a direct connection to it. But people tell me that I'm inhumane by saying that drugs and whatnot shouldn't just be out there like they are in places where people just die all the time every day. So I think it's just a matter of if we could communicate with each other, then we'll be able to see where we actually are at. But it's hard to communicate when one side is trying to attack you more than the other side is. That's true. And I agree with that. I don't agree with the all drugs for everyone. I don't think that fixes the issue. It creates more issues. Um, I think what should have happened is they should have rerouted the funds to more rehabilitation programs. And I found you when I was, um, I was just scrolling through YouTube one day and you said something that was really, really um, spoke to me. It was very passionate. And you just said, you just want to know what you can do to help America. And I've been watching you ever since. Well, I'm, I love what you say. Well, thank you. I'm glad you, you know, that you uh, identify with that. Thank you. I just like, I just want people to talk basically about the issues that we have. And I find that moving away from the left and going more into the center, I find that not everything is as black and white. Not everything is just good or bad. There's this gray area in between that we have to acknowledge as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. You know, and I think that we can communicate more as people that may be on paper on different sides. And then we see that we have a lot more common than what we thought. So I'm with you. Exactly. Exactly. And like, I'm so happy that I was able to actually talk to you because I've been trying to find other Republicans to talk to and like just kind of get their feel how they how they were raised, what they believe, things like this. Um I work in the IC, so there's a lot of different people that I see from all over the world, and they all have an opinion about America, but I'm like, you're not American, so you wouldn't quite know what people experience from both sides. That's right. Oh, someone said, uh, I think she's in love. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but I thank you. Keep up the good fight, and I am happy to support you. Well, thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. Oh, yeah, I'll definitely call more. All right, now, take care. You too. All right, shout out to the caller. And so that's what I like. If, you, if you're if on the left or kind of left-leaning and you could talk and it's all good, that's what I that's what I want. That's all I want. I, I, I don't want people to come in and, and screech and holler and stuff like that. If you can be like that, then it's all good. We can have a conversation. That's what I want. All right, Tariq, what's happening? Hey, what's up, man? I just want to comment on that last caller, man. You know, if she wants people to talk, you know, she's talking to the wrong person. She needs to go 
call TYT, you know, call Sam Cedar, you know, hit up CNN and MSNBC and those networks and ask them why they don't, they are very hostile towards people who have a different point of view um, of from them and never bring them on the air because conservatives are talking. You know, that's why it's so easy for her to, to call you and have a peaceful conversation is because conservatives are talking. But let you be a conservative and you call to like a Roland Martin show or something like that. They'll probably 30 seconds before hanging up in, in, in your face. So, you know what I'm saying? It's this idea where it, it's a false premise when people think the right and the left are behaving the exact same. See, that's that false nonsense. The right only has Fox News. I mean, if you want to say in mainstream presence, the right only has Fox News. And to be honest, that's barely the right. That's like the corporate corrupt right. Really, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's all pretty much what we have, man. Everything else, Hollywood. 99% of the mainstream media either, you know, you're watching on TV or either print media, even in the gaming industry. The majority of things that you do socially, it's, it's liberal. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? You want people to talk, talk to your own, you know? Liberals are on the street beating up people who just say, hey, I'm a conservative and I voted Trump. It, liberals are religiously attacking those people. Trump supporters aren't doing that. So, yeah, the reason why the right and the left isn't talking is because the people who control the media, mostly all the left, doesn't allow them to talk. And you know what's crazy, bro, is that right and, and left dichotomy it it, it, it's, it's, it it affects it, it affects the black community the worst because if you notice, bro, have you noticed the black community doesn't talk like there there's no like left right black people coming together and like coming up with solutions. I have like have you noticed that? Yeah, I have noticed that. It's just a bunch of Democrat liberal black elites. That's it, and it, it, it is and it's and they're so elite, bro, that you can't even. Even if you're not right wing, let's say that you're in the center. Let's say that it's like you, you're just one of these people who just want to hear all sides and you're undecided. They don't even want to talk to you. They call you a cold. They disrespect you. And it's just, it's just funny how black people will sit there and fight each other. <laughs> it, it, it just goes back and forth. Like if a black person dare just questions, you know, anything that the Democrats do, you know, other black sellouts and i will you know i'm gonna be harsh like malcolm i am i am gonna call them traitors because that's just when you silence a black voice for just asking a question or trying to do something new to try to advance their community forward and you silence them i'm sorry that 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 is a form of traitorism because seriously you won't even hear the person now to me you know what i'm saying to me in my opinion since black liberals like to talk about voter suppression, that right there is voter suppression. How is that not voter suppression when an African American cannot express his independent thought? And do and you know what's crazy, ABL? Um, you know, I called into the amazing Lucas show, and you know, the problem I have with him and these, you know, these, you know, these, uh, you know, wannabe, know it all conservatives who think that, you know, they're the most logical ones and everyone else is dumb. You know, I called that guy and I challenged him. I challenged them, I asked them, I said, you know what, man, you, do you not see a concerted effort to keep black people to vote Democrat? There, there is a concerted effort that's stopping black people from thinking outside the box. You know, I brought up Ice Cube. I brought up how there's articles written about black men emasculating them for daring to ask the question. The guy going to sit there and say, well, you, you know, that's politics. 
I said, and then I rebutted. I said, okay, well, tell me when that ha- when has that happened to the Latino community? Point out how many articles or how many Latino celebrities emasculated their men in public. And, 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 you know, what Lucas doesn't understand is that when you do men like that, you know, men are the protectors and providers. When you weaken them like, like that, that's how everyone in, in protection community. He didn't have an answer, and he just hung up on me, and then he went on a rant about how Trump is being racist. And it's those type of, you know, I call them quote-unquote conservatives who act like no one also, but they are suspect of following for the media propaganda like like anyone else. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, bro, like this whole right-left dichotomy is, is mostly liberals, and then you got, you know, fake conservatives like him who act like they know it all. But then they watch just as much as TV as anyone else. And they fall for that propaganda nonsense also. And now they turn on Trump and Trump is a racist. And despite all the media control, despite all the censorship, despite all the violence and destruction that the left is doing, the, it's, it's the right, white racism is the problem. And that's pretty much all I'm going to say, bro. Thanks for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Take care. Great call from Tariq. Excellent call. Yeah, one thing about me, I don't pretend to know everything. If I say I, if I don't know something, I'm gonna say I don't know. Some people don't want to do that. They just want to. Their pride gets in the way, and they feel like when they're challenged on their thing, they they have to actually like they have to. I, I like they know everything. They gotta just talk like they know. But I don't know everything. I know a lot because I read a lot, but I don't know it all. Nobody can know it all. That's just how it is, you know. And some guys and girls don't really want to admit to the reality. Some people are fake. And that's just that's just life, I suppose. Let me get to the next call here. All right. Let me get to... Hold on. All right, Paulie, on the line, I'm speaking to 217. Yeah. All right, who am I speaking to? All righty. How's it going, man? Everything's good, man. Can't complain. Good, good, good. Hey, man, I just wanted to bring up a uh, somewhat controversial uh, topic about uh, the police in America. <laughs> uh, right. It seems like uh, I know that the left wants to defund the police and the right really doesn't want to do that. We kind of support the police and we carry the flags and we uh, we march with, and we always say, like, we appreciate you and we cheer them on for doing their job and things like that. But it seems like the police are the ones who are constantly attacking conservatives in a way like for Thanksgiving, for example. They they want to come and they want to shut down our Thanksgivings. They want to shut down our businesses. And it's kind of like they're being tyrants themselves. What's your opinion on that? And what do you think we can do to uh, kind of change that that narrative that they're pushing for the left? Well, I've not seen a lot of people... I've not seen a lot of law enforcement come and shut stuff down like Thanksgiving. I've not seen that happen yet. I've not seen the videotape of somebody coming to somebody's house and throwing a turkey on the ground and, you know, burning the stuffing up and kicking everybody out, putting them in a paddy wagon. I've not seen that happen. I've seen governors and mayors propose it, but I've not seen police officers actually enforce it. As a matter of fact, I saw at least one officer get on TV, black officer now, and he said, well, look, we're not going to be able to enforce that because we have actual crime that's happening out here. People are getting shot, killed and robbed and raped and everything else. We don't have time to go 
and investigate your grandma for cooking uh, turkey wings and uh, mac and cheese. You don't, you don't have the resources to be able to do it. So I see more of that coming from the top and not so much of the officers on the ground level being able to enforce it. Right. I'm with you. What, what do you think is going to happen, though? What, what is your uh, opinion on um, how they're going to enforce these uh, orders that they're getting from the top tomorrow? I don't think you're going to see a lot of enforcement. I, I seriously doubt it because uh, it's just like a lot, it's just like the whole mask thing. You don't see a lot of enforcement from the police. What you see most of the time is like stores, private like employees trying to enforce it. You don't see a lot from the police. And it, it also depends on where you live, you know, because maybe the police force may reflect the area in which you live. Like where I live, for example, I'm in East Tennessee. It's a conservative area. Um, it's pretty diverse racially. And as far as uh, voting wise, I would say it's like maybe half and half conservative liberal in the city, but more conservative out in the county, obviously. But um. The police chief got on TV and said that he would not enforce the mask mandate. So if he's not going to enforce the mask mandate and he gets on TV and says as much, then he definitely won't enforce any kind of Thanksgiving. As a matter of fact, there's no actual rules on Thanksgiving here at all that I've seen. So I think it all depends on where you live and the kind of environment which you're in already. That may depend that that may give you a preview of how the police are going to enforce or not enforce any kind of rules on your system. Okay, yep, I understand that. Uh, I guess we'll kind of have to see how this kind of plays out because I think this is, uh, like, tomorrow is going to kind of open up the ways of how uh, all this enforcement is going to happen because I think the left is going to keep pushing and pushing and pushing, and uh, eventually I think Americans are going to have to stand up for themselves and just draw that line and say, hey, look, man, we've had enough. We're not going to give in to any more of your orders. And I think the police are going to have to eventually pick a side, too. I think right now they're kind of like, you know, they're kind of just state workers. In a way, they kind of just follow the orders. And I understand a lot of the police are not following orders, and that's a great thing. But I think that we're going to have some that are going to just follow in and give in to the orders. And I'm interested to see how that's going to play out. But look, man, I know you got a lot of callers calling in. And uh, I appreciate you answering my call. And uh, thank you for everything that you do. And uh, hopefully when we see how all this plays out, I hope you make a video about that. Well, thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Yeah, thank you, man. All right. A great call. Excellent call. Somebody said that I was wrong. It's just about where I live. Well, I said that it depends on where you live. Because where I live, it's not like that. Maybe you live in a real liberal area and it's different. You know, it, it really just depends upon where you live. If you live in a super liberal area, your police force may reflect where you live. Potentially, maybe. I can't say that for sure and for certain, but maybe. All right, call you online. 703, who am I speaking to? Hi, ABL. Thank you so much for taking my call. It's Mixed Girl POV on YouTube. Uh, all right, we got you on. How's everything? Thank you so much. It's, it's good. And once again, happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. May God bless you guys, most definitely. Yes. So I just 
wanted to comment real quick. I know you're getting ready to wrap up. I, I've learned your flow. I've learned your flow. I've learned yeah. your flow. It's around that time. Um, but quickly, you touched on Obama blaming rap for, you know, the rise amongst support of African-American men. And you've also touched on Obama, you, you know, talking about Mexican-Americans and why the, the evangelicals are supporting Trump. I have seen these interviews, and I believe that Obama is struggling. I feel like he's grasping for straws. He doesn't really know why. He's unintelligent on this. He just doesn't get it. He doesn't understand why anyone of color would want to be a conservative hence supporting Trump. So it blows his mind that, you know, he's like, oh my gosh, wait, the African-Americans, like those are my, that's my group. And, and the Mexican-Americans, they're like my sister, you know, they're like, they're like the twin group. Why are they supporting Trump? So it just blows his mind. I think he's very perplexed and he really just needs to, to be quiet on it because he sounds very unintelligent. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. He does, but see, to some people, they think that Obama can say nothing wrong. You can say that the the, the um the sky is pink and blue and green with cherry sprinkles, and they say, yeah, you're right about that. They won't really care about trying to fact check it all. Just looking outside, seeing what the sky looks like, they'll believe whatever he says, and that's unfortunate. But that's right. the kind of power that a guy like Barack Obama has. Right, and we need more people of color to wake up, get off the Democratic plantation. Stop yelling and screaming your point. They really need to just stop and listen to the voice of reason and realize that the Democrats don't really have their back. The Democrats feel like they, everyone owes them. All people of color are supposed to vote that way. But to really be woke, you just got to say, you know what, I'm not going to do that. I have my own mind and I'm going right. So, yeah. No doubt. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for taking my call, ABL. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for your call. I definitely appreciate you. Take care. All righty. Great call. And thank you all again for calling in. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the Internet. 832, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL. It's Heather in Houston. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Can't complain about yourself. I'm good. Hey, happy Thanksgiving to you and your bride. Thank you. I want to offer um, my fellow patriots some hope out there. Uh, there was a, a really positive ruling a few days ago by the Fifth Circuit. Uh, Texas and Louisiana can defund Planned Parenthood. Oh, well, okay. Very good. Excellent. So it'll be appealed again, I'm sure. Planned Parenthood will come back and fight it, but it will go to the Supreme Court. And with more conservative judges uh, in the high court, I pray it will be upheld. We need to stop killing our babies. Absolutely. That's extremely important. And that's a big part of uh, Trump being elected is to have these uh, Supreme Court justices there for a fight just like this. Exactly. To bring some godliness and sanity back to our nation where we're not just a you know, going out and killing the innocent and letting the, the guilty survive. 
it's it's gotten crazy. So that's that's a bit of good news. Um, I do think Trump is going to be president again. It just needs to play itself out. And as far as Sidney Powell not being his lawyer, I can explain that. Okay. He is not on retainer, as you said. They do not have a signed contract that he is, she is his personal attorney. He has another personal attorney that represents him. He also has a group of attorneys that represent his campaign. Those are two different teams as well. Um, she is just a patriot attorney who is representing us as an American citizen, we the people. And to counter what Ivan tried to say earlier, do you think she's working for free? Absolutely. She's doing this for free. It's called pro bono. Attorneys do it all the time. Um, I think the ABA actually um, requires them to put forth a certain amount of free hours as part of their licensure. Mm. Um, and not only is she doing it for we the people, she's an American too. That's right. So absolutely, I think she's doing this. I don't think she's getting paid. Um, she's Michael Flynn's attorney, or she was. I don't know if she still was representing him, but she was Michael Flynn's attorney. Um, so, yeah, she's absolutely, I can see her doing it pro bono. And, and I can see why. If I were an attorney, I'm a paralegal, but if I were an attorney, I would absolutely fight this. I would fight it. Tooth and nail. I mean, I, I think we all should. We should all stand up. And I think we should have a class action suit, quite frankly. <laughs> I don't know if we could do that in, in, a, in an election, with an election issue. Um, it's not exactly a civil case, uh, as you know, we think of civil lawsuits. But um, it may come to that. It may come to where it's you know, a, a class action lawsuit. But it's definitely going to go to the Supreme Court. We just have to wait it out. Definitely. So don't give up hope. Uh, don't give up the faith. Stand your ground. Keep fighting. We're fighting for each other, and we're fighting for our freedom. And that's that's the good fight. Absolutely. Thank, thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. Thank you. Have a good evening. Bye-bye. All right, now. All right. That will be it for the calls. If you couldn't get on, hey, don't don't blame me. You got to blame the white man for that. Thank you for everybody that called in tonight. I, I really appreciate you guys for your calls. Uh, don't go nowhere. I still got super chats to read out right quick, and I'll be back live again on Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern, of course, all the time, taking your calls, uh, talking, doing whatever is going on. And, of course, I got videos all throughout the week, pre-recorded videos about particular news topics. Uh, I think I'm going to start another channel here soon. I have another one that I, is kind of dormant. I may restart that one. I don't know. We'll see. Y'all just hang tight for that one. Uh, go to my website, anthonyblogan.com. That is A-N-T-H-O-N-Y, the letter B, L-O-G-A-N.com. I have all original articles on that website about particular news. Some topics I don't even do videos about. They're just over there on the website. You can check it out. Everything is sourced and uh, official. No fake news over there. Everything is legitimate. Um, so... 
do that and if you're not subscribed to the channel go ahead and do that right now if you like what you're hearing so far if you enjoy the content if you enjoy watching me listening to me and getting some good information hit the subscribe button right now and click that bell right there so you can notify whenever i go live and or post a new video super chats on deck and then i wrap it on up put the bow on the top thank y'all again for being here you guys are the best audience anywhere on the internet all righty let me refresh my screen right quick then we can get super chats and shout out to the mods you guys do a great job uh thank you to killer sushi bill from the hills zedoshi's king sword uh shout out to all you guys for doing what you do keeping there all the all the trolls in check charles hunter jr thank you for doing what you do as well boss and of course before we think before i read the super chats hopefully you all have a great thanksgiving happy thanksgiving happy turkey day whatever you call it Enjoy your day. Don't let the government try to tell you you can't have uh, your meemaw, your pawpaw, your grandkids and your kids and your wife and everybody else, and your cousins and friends, whoever you want. Hey, enjoy the day. Be safe, of course, just like any time that you go out and do anything. Be safe, but enjoy your holiday. Enjoy some good food. I know I will. I'm going to turn some food down. It's, it's some snacks being prepared right now. I can hear the, the, the pots clinking. And I'm ready to go ahead and get down to it. So you guys enjoy your food. Don't let the government tell you anything otherwise. All right. Do not let them cancel your Thanksgiving. Enjoy it. If you don't practice Thanksgiving, that's fine too. Do whatever you want to do. It's America. You got freedom. Okay. Practice your freedom. How about that? But super chats on that. I'm going to read those and then I'm out. Thank you to uh, Imperfect Linus who says, the idiot governor of my state, Washington state, has pretty has pretty much want to lock everything down again. He already messed with the hospitals. My mother is in the hospital right now, and they will not even allow me to visit her. That's that's crazy. Thank you for your donation. Definitely appreciate you. Shout out to Sharon Anderson who says Jay and Jordan Second Low handle cases in the Supreme Court exclusively. Rudy Giuliani and Jenna Ellis handle in the federal courts. Ah, very good point. Thank you to Michael D'Angelo who says New Mexico fraud or nah. Uh, definitely some fraud there as well as a lot of other states. Uh, Divine Feminine Queen says B. Tatum was speaking on Trump past comparing to people who do the same things and judge him. Uh, that's probably when his uh, stream got clipped. She also says you have to realize that anyone who voted for Biden probably has the same mental problems like Kim. So you're not dealing with just people. A very good point. And thank you for that. Most certainly appreciate you. Uh, shout out to Watts who says thank you with the emoji bowing i appreciate that um divine feminine queen also says trump saved the three black basketball players for stealing in china oh i almost forgot about that i think that might have been lonzo ball and or uh leangelo one of them one of the ball brothers yeah who remembers that i i do remember that dad refused to thank him but boys did a public thank you yeah had to because you you getting locked up in china oh man you about to be in the real gulag and the in the serious going back to Soviet gulag, big rocks, little rocks. That's what you're gonna do in China. Okay, trying to call yourself shoplifting in the foreign country, man. Lucky you escape with your life, but I digress. Thank you to Cali Boy who says, ABO, I'm in Los Angeles and the mayor threatening to cut off our power for having large gatherings. That's crazy. I'm talking about uh, Gar City. That's the California where the governor you know, it's talking about, oh, stay at home and uh, social distance, wear a mask. But he can go out and have a big event with everybody, you know, elbow to elbow, breathing and coughing on each other. 
22 people, no uh, indoors as well. Crazy. Caliboy also says uneducated folks are the ones with the most common sense. That's why they say Trump gets the uneducated vote. There, there you go. Divine Feminine Queen says, learn that Democrats started KKK, Republicans gave right to vote. Lincoln was Republican. Republicans abolished slavery. MLK, Malcolm X, JFK, taken out by Democrats, supposedly, allegedly. You're right about that. Thank you for your donation. Earl Lucky says, thank you. You get the truth, ABL. Hey, I try to do my best. Thank you for your donation. Uh, Divine Feminine Queen says, realize some people are not looking for the truth. Some people don't want help. They pretend. Hot computer smell. <laughs> Thank you for your unboxing emoji donation. Divine Feminine Queen says, Trump said, come on. She also says, God is paying her. Talk about, um, what's what's your name? Uh, uh, um, Trump's lawyer or the person representing Trump, but not officially, uh, Sidney Powell. Matthew Phillips says, to the Tokyo caller, Tim Pool's calls far leftists as low-information voters because raising close-mindedness seems to be a common trait for those indoctrinated in a left progressive ideology and unlikely to listen to others. Yeah, one thing about that, going back to the Tokyo caller, um, a lot of these leftists that have a lot of high credentials and education, they are educated, but they're also indoctrinated. So they they're educated too much they got the indoctrination going on that's why they go in a different direction if you go to all this school you're not just learning how to be an engineer or a rocket scientist or whatever you're also learning how to be a, a raging liberal they teach you that as well that's part of your education unfortunately uh, matthew phillips says gotta shout out to santo bartes for his comment i've been celebrating thanks taking make my night said that celebration is year long for progressives he also says Chameleon Kamala was raised in Canada. No wonder she and glorious leader, intersectional feminist, blackface Trudeau Castro act alike. Yes, she was raised partly in Canada. Part, part of the time she was in California, part of the time she was in Canada and um, French Quebec, actually, which is funny. That's a whole different story right there. Um, Divine Feminine Queen says black people I know, um, I'm looking for a job. Me, have you looked on indeed black people? Nah, <laughs> Maurice Delk, shout out to you, man, says, we got this, y'all, U.S. flags. Thank you for that. Carl's Opinion says, hey, Mr. Logan, did you get my PayPal message on Dr. Mike Yaden? Yaden, the former chief science officer for the pharmaceutical giant Pfizer. Happy Thanksgiving. I, I did see that, and I watched some of that. That was a really good piece of information, man. Thank you for that. And Perfect Lioness became an ABO supporter. Thank you for that. Video Chimp says, love to you and to Mrs. Anthony. Thanks for another great show. We all count on you to keep us positive. Hey, thank you for that. Butt versus Windshield says, I say, let the Hells Angels do with Antifa. I would pay to watch that brawl. Hey, you know what? It wouldn't even be a brawl. You're talking about just a massacre. You're talking about roaches getting stomped down. You understand what I'm saying? It's like having Andre the Giant just stomp on a bunch of roaches. It, it would just be kind of ugly. Um, thank you to Scott Britt for becoming an ABO supporter. Thank you to President-elect Lili for the donation who says, have a happy Turkey Day. Will do. Thank you for your donation. Shout out to Charles Turner Jr. who says, after the, demon after the demonizing, maligning, assaults, and vandalism from the left, I say forget them. AOC and others talking about a list. Then Antifa threatens to go to conservative areas. No reasoning from them. That's a good point. Santo Bartes says, when Biden heard he was going to a cabinet, he mumbled, 
mahogany before nodding off. <laughs> Hope you and the good people in chat have a good Thanksgiving. H hilarious. Uh, let me see. And mahogany, that's old school too. That's a, that's it. But I digress. Uh, thank you to the most awesome Miss Chris for your donations. And he says, why do Trump's lawyers claim no fraud in court? I don't know anything about that. Thank you to Rickley Dunlow who says, there are a lot of fake people out there now. And that's the bottom line because ABO says so. So happy Thanksgiving, my brother. Thank you for that, man. Definitely appreciate you. Uh, Jerry Thomas, uh, Jerry Thanos says, General Flynn will counterstrike. We'll see. Matthew Phillips says, a class action lawsuit is an interesting thing. What would it be? People versus DNC, people versus mainstream media, people versus Biden campaign. Uh, that's a really good one. I'm thinking maybe the mainstream media as a collective, like you put all these media outlets in one box, CNN, New York Times, MS-13, DNC, all of them, all of the above. Thank you to Dev. I know I'm telling your name up, and I'm sorry. Dev Kaiser, who says, please keep up the good fight in educating lefty-leaning folks like myself. Not fools, folks like myself. There's a lot to learn, and I'm learning slowly. Shut up the corner until you make your decision. Thank you for that. I appreciate you. I'm just, you know, I'm just being myself, getting our information out, and hopefully people are able to gain something from it. You know, if you're on the left and you kind of lean in toward the other side, towards our side, and you hear me, and others and helps you kind of make the decision. Uh, I, I'm, I'm glad. That's what I want. Thank you to Mitch Girl POV who says, Thank you for taking my call, ABL, tonight. Blessings. Hey, it's all good. Thank you for your call. I appreciate you. Shout out to uh, Squished300ZTT who says, I almost always release a crack and immediately after I drink my morning coffee. Hilarious. Uh, Charles Turner Jr. says, Thank you, ABL, for what you do, man, and to everyone here, including my fellow moderators. I just got back from traveling through Utah, Arizona, and other states where they are not shut down. Uh, Paula Damaskin says, Trump and Giuliani brought proof in Pennsylvania today. It's on Yahoo. I'll check it out. Uh, Lewis from Spain says, Even if Powell isn't on Trump's team, she's clearly on his side anyway. So, what's Ivan's point? Exactly. There is no point. I think it's calling the wrong number. <laughs> hey, thank you all for all the super chat donations, PayPal donations. Thank you for watching, liking, sharing, subscribing, all that good stuff. I'll be back live again Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern to 11 p.m. Eastern. I'll talk for the first hour or so, and then I take calls for the remaining two hours. Last super chat here just popped up. Thank you to Sharon, who says, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up galatians 6 9 very good scripture and thank you all for joining i'll be back again i may do some videos tomorrow who knows happy thanksgiving to you all enjoy your thanksgiving holiday do not let lawyers uh not lawyers do not let your same thing lawyers governors whoever do not let anybody take your joy away from you enjoy your holiday eat plenty of good food uh for me your, 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 your pumpkin pie, sweet potato pie, apple pie, whatever you got going on, enjoy that with your turkey, mashed potatoes, lamb, ram, hogs. Enjoy your day. That's pretty much all I got. So until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out. And peace.